Well, Bill Goldberg reacted to a tweet that recalled the Halloween Havoc 98 Classic between him and DDP for the WWE Championship by remarking that it was one of his favourite matches and admitting that DDP carried him through it. He said, mine also, DDP carried me. For his part, DDP has revealed last year how Goldberg concussed himself when he hit a spear on him during the match, how Dusty Rhodes had allegedly pitched her at Bishop to a total change that night and his initial displeasure when Goldberg kicked out... Uh. After he hit the diamond cutter on him. So these are a couple of things that we're going to have a look at tonight. My name is James Rowland. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing R podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018... Not only are we live for the big four events of every NXT TakeOver, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 25 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the Dominar Halloween Special, and we're going to be watching Halloween Havoc 1998. But before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If you wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If you wish to make it softer, we will tune into a whisper. We will control the horizontal, we will control the vertical, we can roll the image, make it flutter. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to a crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and repeat. There is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the WNR podcast. So, Dan, it's Halloween Havoc 1998. You'd be looking forward to this spooktacular? I always do. Halloween is my favourite time of the year. And we see the opening video. It was awful. Even from WCW standards, it wasn't very good. You know, we had the uh, no kind of weird music in the background. And it was about the warrior and Hogan. We did see a bit of Goldberg, didn't we? Just for a flash. And then nothing really else about it. And I don't know why WCW just doesn't improve it. But it's the first third straight year in Las Vegas. I love the music, the opening music. And that pumpkin there is probably one of my favourite props that has ever been in WCW. I think that's brilliant. We've got Heenan, Tony and Tanae on commentary. And we see Nitro Girls for the first ever time. They are at a pay-per-view. And Mean Gene, because this is WCW pay-per-view, we're not going to have action to start off. We're going to have Mean Gene talk to Rick about everything that's been going on. But what about the card tonight, Danny? Are you looking forward to it? Or should we run for it quickly for everybody here? Uh, yeah, well, we've got the WWE TV champ Chris Jericho versus Raven. We've got Raf versus Ming. We've got Disco Inferno versus Juventud Guerrero. We've got Alex Wright and his amazing penis versus Fit Finley. We've got Perry Saturn versus Lodi. The Cruiserweight title's on the line when Billy Kibben defends versus Disco Inferno. We've got Rick Steiner, Buff Bagwell versus the Giant and Scott Steiner, who's a sub for Scott Hall. 
for the WCW titles. Yeah, and if Rick wins, he will face Scott Steiner later. We've got Scott Hall versus Kevin Nash. The WCW United States Championship, Bret Hart versus Sting. We got Hogan versus Warrior. And then the WCW World Champ, Bill Goldberg against DDP. So, on paper, doesn't look too bad. Uh, the storyline at the moment is going on is Buff Bagwell's turned his back fully. How many times have he turned his back on the NWA before we found out it was set up? I think it's about the, the 99th time he's tried to do it. But this time, I believe him. Because they brought Judy Bagwell into this, didn't they? And they did indeed, yes. They bring your mother into it. You made it personal. And he said, no, 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 I believe you. So will Rick's team up with Buff here tonight? We asked the fans if you can trust him. I think you can. I don't know how Buff never made it. But Buff's going to do it for him. And we're going to get a handshake. Oh, my God. So Buff is now a good guy then. But I didn't believe it until Buff struck him. <laughs> and then... And only then I knew that Buff was sincere in what he said. <laughs> well, we are going back 20 years to watch uh, Halloween Havoc. We've got it on now. And the thing is about Havoc events is I still think it's a good idea. You know, like Smackdown and Raw have that kind of special Halloween special. But they could use Havoc, you know. I, I think it's a good idea, especially around this time. But we are actually going to finally start off the action. Betting I should give uh, WWE credit for this, though. I see Snickers sign there, but in the graveyard and everything like this as well. So we got our first bit of action. Raven comes out here. What do you think of the set? I think it's quite cool. I think it's cool, apart from the huge Snickers signs. I think they're fucking really... I know it's obviously promotion and product placement and all this and the other, but I just think no. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but this is what exactly WWE at this moment are still getting sponsored by people like Snickers, so I suppose that is a good thing. Raven equals NWA, which doesn't really make any sense, but here comes Raven. Oh, it says he's going to go for the TV title here tonight, and this should be a cracking matchup. Raven, of course, has been dealing with his flock recently, hasn't he, you know? I don't think he could give a flock, though. He's going against Jericho. It's one-on-one match. He doesn't need his flock. Have you gained an extra thing for Raven, like going back and watching him now? Have you learned anything, or are you still kind of... Not really. I still don't find him interesting. No, I don't think even going back, I, I, I do rate Raven, and I think there was a lot of potential there with Zeke in delivery. I mean, losing the flock and kind of going out on his own and how he deals with that. Uh, and, especially, and Jericho here, though, I mean... It's been a pleasure going back and watching him, isn't it? He continues going up and up and up in my estimation. I mean, you know, he is an absolute legend. Well, at this point in time, he's kind of moved on from the cruiserweight title scene and slowly moving up the cards with the TV title. He's been calling out Goldberg, hasn't he, when he's had his own personal security and trying to get on Goldberg's nerves. So Raven says he's got a losing streak and the circumstances are beyond his control. He is not informed about his matches and there's forces working against him. So he's saying he's not going to wrestle tonight and he's walking away right now. What did Jericho say? Jericho doesn't even want to wrestle tonight, but all the, the only problem is is that Jericho equals buy rates. Jericho equals butts in seats. Jericho equals rock and roll. He's saying the flock was the biggest gang of morons and idiots in wrestling. Well, he goes Raven into a match anyway, calling him a loser, saying he could beat his ass in two minutes. Raven runs to the ring and immediately gets stomped on by Jericho. Yeah, I mean, Raven ain't got his jacket off yet, and Jericho just taking it off, whipping him with it, putting a beat down, and Jericho looking at the moment, actually. The clothesline to Raven. Well, going for a cocky pose on Raven, not too facey there, but only getting a two count. Two. The fans are smiling at it. 
Jericho Irish rip Raven, ducks his head. Oh, and Raven eliminates Jericho and himself from the Royal Rumble. Well, he kicked him in the face, and like I said, took him out of the top, right onto those mats. And how thin are those mats, Dan? Well, back in the 90s, I was even thinner than wafer thin. It was mere micro millimetres. And Raven's got the stairs there. I wonder if it's Raven rules. I'm sure if he's wrestling, it is. Oh! Drops Jericho stomach first over the steel steps. And Jericho might seriously hurt his knee there as well. Now Raven's got the stairs. Running up him and delivering a seated drop kick, sending Jericho into the next set of stairs. That was impressive there by Raven. Jericho just shouts, help me. I don't think that's going to do anything. And now he's uh, across the apron. Raven with the forearm. Now he's in the middle of the ring posing. As opposed to beating down Jericho. I suppose he thinks he's in control at the moment. Irish whip reversed by Jericho. Oh, and hangs Raven up on the top rope. No, Jericho with a little look. Raven's on the apron. Spring sends him off to the barricades. No, Jericho up on the apron. Oh, comes flying off to take Raven out, but goes headfirst into barricade. Raven goes in, breaks the count up, goes back outside to carry on the onslaught. So despite being able to use stairs, you can lose by count out in the Raven's <laughs> Rules match. This is the WWE uh, rules, I suppose. And Jericho versus Raven right into barricade. And Barry Kays are taking a lot of punishment in the first match of the night. And they're not like the sleek kind of black and grey ones you get nowadays with the protective covers. <laughs> is he standing up? Yes. That is amazing. The little man there in attendance, you see the Barry Kays made of steel. <coughs> good job the Barry Kays are safe, I was that poor man wouldn't get a fucking look in. Yeah, that's true. Now he's actually got a good seat. Raven and Jericho back in the ring. Raven rakes the eyes of uh, Jericho. Now the jumper that's tied around Raven's waist, he's using it to choke out Jericho. Raven's having a bite of Jericho's nose. Well, he's going to ruin the good looks of Jericho if he's not careful. Irish rip into the sleeper. Now Raven's in control. Jericho fighting out, though. Back body drop. Jericho with a scent on there. <clears throat> I think in ring and like outside, I think the look of uh, WWE is really, really good. I think when we saw him on the outside, the state, like the kind of ring aprons and that, I don't think it's too great. And speaking of stuff going on in the ring, Jericho's just removed a top turnbuckle in one of the corners. Both men playing the kind of hill here. Jericho got an Irish whip Raven. Reversed, but sent back into the same corner. Jericho oh. managing to get a foot up, pop up power bomb there. And now Raven's got him in the move, don't work, slingshot. Jericho head first into the exposed turnbuckle. Well, that was a lovely move by Raven. Take it down, Jericho. Will he have him now? Oh. Somehow Jericho managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And keep hold of his television title. Jericho's recovered quite quickly. Raven ducks a spinning heel kick. Belly to belly. Goes for the cover, but Jericho kicking out. Uh-huh. Well, I think they're going too quick, aren't they? Just recovering too soon. Maybe they haven't got a lot of time. Nice chemistry between the two, though. Raven, go behind. There's a turn back on the ring rope. <laughs> Jericho turns it through. Right into the line tamer. Well, he's trying to get it on, but Raven's fighting. Well, Raven's fighting it, but now Jericho's got it in. And Raven's fingertips away. Oh. Just reaches out to get to the ring ropes. 
Jericho thinks he's won it, but Raven managed to get to the ropes. Now Jericho's having a bit of a paddy. Looks like that ring turnbuckle pad just just floating in midair in this strange Halloween special that we do. It's just just floating there. Oh, you've ruined it, referee. Oh! Raven planted Jericho with a DDT. Even flow DDT by Raven! But Jericho managing to kick out. Ah, I can't remember anybody getting a shoulder up after that. Jericho's recovered quickly, though, rolling up Raven. Had hold of the tights, but Raven kicked out too. Low blow from Jericho. Did the referee see it? I think he did. This referee just forgot about it. German suplex. And Raven managing to kick out. Uh-huh. But Jericho recovering very quickly from a sl- slingshot to the exposed turnbuckle and an even flow DDT. I know. That's not great by Jericho, but reverse. Canyon's up on the apron. Well, Canyon was up on the apron. And got knocked down by Raven accidentally. Uh, by Jericho. Raven go for the DDT. Jericho turns it into the line tamer. Raven taps out immediately. Well, maybe ropes and Jericho... Absolutely ecstatic there, jumping around. Uh, Jericho wants to be the winner, but um, I mean, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because Jericho, like you said, the recovery skills, and we would kind of pick apart if that was on kind of 205 Live or NXT, but I mean, maybe they're just trying to cram too much into it. I mean, I don't think it was a bad match. Like I said, the chemistry was good between the two. Uh, yeah. There's nobody being there. It didn't really cost Raven much, unless he's going to blame that, you know. What did you think of the match? Um, Aside from... The, the quick recovery times, you know, they, they was just trying to cram too much into one match, I suppose. They're like, yeah, if we can cut anything from this match, we just cut the recovery times out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's still quite a good account, and Jericho's still television champion. It's nice that you can go back 20 years and see Tyler and Raven on the pay for you. You know, this might be the best match. We don't know. You know, I don't think Hogan and Warriors going to live up to their kind of <laughs> WrestleMania 6 rematch. But, um,. We'll see what happens. You know, at this time, like, it's only eight years ago, so it would be the equivalent now of Rock versus Cena. So that's not crazy, is it, really? Eight you know? years ago. <laughs> Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> oh, wow. We're getting the NWO music, that. We're getting the dreaded NWO music. Woo! Woo for life. And here they come, because who wants more matches? We want to take a break. Well, this is the reason why Jericho and Raven's match was rushed. So Hogan can have some air time before his match. Late one in the card. Now we've got Eric Bischoff coming out. Bischoff here along with Hogan. Well, Hogan says he won't be long-winded. Hogan says he took his own blood and crucified Hollis on TV to show the world uh, he has what it takes to make an NWOI. And that's basically it. So, I mean, not a lot from Hogan. Is there any point, actually, having him come out and say anything? There's not, is there? None whatsoever. All right. So but we've got our next match, which is Ming versus Raph. Oh, and Raph is on an undefeated streak at the moment. So he's quite impressive. And, and what do you... Ming, Dan, tell us a little bit about him. Togan death grip. <laughs> that is all. You love that finisher, though, don't you? That is one of my favourite ever finishers. <laughs> Why do you love it so much? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> It's it's just such a devastating submission hold. Well, we'll see if he has can get it on Raf here tonight. Well, Raf was uh, Brian Clark, known as Adam Bomb in WWF. 
and over WCW here, and then went on to become um, tag team champions, I think, with, uh, oh, what's the guy? You know, Chronic. Yeah. Brian Adams, that was it. And anything he did, he did for you, Dan. So here we go, here comes Raph, and we're going to see him. He's been in impressive form recently. Another I'm back in Ming. You're back in Ming? Oh, and he goes straight on the offence, knocking Raph off the ring apron. Sign of the times, you can see a screen mask in the crowd. I like that reference. Oh, yeah. Ming knocking down Raph. And Raph just takes the legs out from Ming. And both men are scrapping on the outside. Now Raph hasn't even got into the ring yet. WCW did have a lot of pointless pay-per-view matches. I mean, I'm not saying this is not worthy of pay-per-view. I mean, I haven't not seen it in its entirety yet. And Raph there, off the apron. What kind of cannonball. Very impressive for the big man. Aye, big man. But Meng will not sell. I mean, will not stand there for too long. Because he's so tough. <laughs> he's legitimately tough. And look how tough he is. He gets his head bounced off the <laughs> turnbuckle and he just does it to himself three more times. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. And both of these men slugging it out right to the eyes. Irish whip, but Meng runs into a boot from Raf. Raf with a clothesline on a- Meng. Attempt, because Ming just didn't go nowhere. Oh, he went down then, though. Ralph off the second rope. Two. Two. Oh. And Ming managing to kick out. Um. Togan death grip. <laughs> Ralph with the Irish rip in the corner. Ming comes out. Runs into a shoulder block. Takes him down again. Do you think Ralph dyes his hair? No. <laughs> just, just look a bit. I don't know. It looks too. Oh, hang on. Let's not talk about that at the moment. Ming. Brilliantly rolled. A lovely super kick there, taking Raf down. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, but Raf managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now the big chop as well. Anything these guys do is big. Big oh. backbreaker. Big cover. Oh, goes for it, but a big kick out. And uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ming picking up Raf. Pick up of Raf. It might surprise you, Dan, but neither of these guys went on to become World Heavyweight Champions. Ming did have a chance in WWF, though. Teed up with Rikishi to take on Undertaker and Kane. I think no out, 2001. And Chronic faced uh, Undertaker and Kane in 2001 as well. Both teams lost. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a coincidence. Ming's in control, and this kind of spooky spectacular that we're giving you here. He's really turning into it now. You have to watch this match in its entirety to really appreciate the action. As Raph turns it around with the knees in the corner. But Meng, after a bit of onslaught from Raph, he comes straight back with a big forearm. Now goes for the cover, but Raph gets his shoulder up at two. Two. Big elbow to the side of the head. Now he's going to go for the big Irish whip in the corner. Oh, and a big splash as well to follow up. The crowd here is riveted to the action. They're riveted to their seat. As Ming picks up Raph. Big atomic drop. This is the kind of action we can look forward to in Hogan versus Warrior later as well. <laughs> this is going to be better than Hogan versus Yeah, Warrior. all right, yeah, should we make that bet? Right, yeah, let's, <clears throat> let's be positive. This is going to be better than Hogan versus Warrior. Oh, what a slam down by Raph. One, two... Oh, but Ming managing to kick out. Uh-huh. It's like a rock bottom from Raph. And things are picking up here, and Ralph is going to look to put him away. Boot to the midsection. Ming just didn't sell it. <laughs> no. Pump handle slam. 
There we go. This is how he finishes off opponents. Oh. One, two, three. Very, very impressive by Rath. Picks him up with the pump handle slam. Pings Ming. I mean, is this kind of like Goldberg streak, Dan? Is this the start of something else special? Rath, before you answer that, what do you think of the match? I thought the match was awful. Mm-hmm. No selling. Just like Hogan. Two Hogans in the ring. Um, even more disappointed I didn't get to see the Togan death grip. I know. I believe that. You must be so pissed. Do you think Ralph's got a big future? No. What? You don't see any similarities between him and Goldberg? No. Oh, come off it. Big power move there, getting a the victory. There's no spear and jackhammer, Jimbo. Well, will we see the spear and jackhammer later? Or will it be all about the diamond cutter in our main event? We see Billy Kidman on WCW.com. And he's talking about defending his cruiserweight title later tonight. Mm. And whether he's got disco fever or not. Disco fever. I just want to see Alex Wright lose enormous penis. Yeah. Can we just skip to that match? Oh, we can't. Why is disco fighting? Why do we get the pleasure of seeing disco fighting twice? Well, this match is to determine who faces Billy Kidman later on in the favour of you. Oh, is it? That's cool. I don't know. Mm, well, that sounds good. <laughs> Somebody should do what you're doing. <laughs> Tell us. Well, all the fans in attendance, James, they've all got disco fever. You're dancing, I'm dancing, we're all dancing together. Well, good old disco, at least he's here. And we might have the pleasure of watching him twice. And oh my God, look at this Halloween. He's in the pumpkin. I've been in a pumpkin once. Have you been in a pumpkin? I'll put it in a microwave for about 30 seconds. Get it nice and warm. All right, so Disco Inferno's coming out here right now. No, it's not what you think. What is it? (laughs) Well, Disco Inferno is here. And he's dancing away. The fans are actually on their feet right now. He's got a smile on their face. And we're going to get ready for action. It's Raven. Raven, fuck's sake. It's Disco. Disco Inferno is in action here. Versus Juventud. Versus Juventud Galera. He's been very successful since losing the mask. But who will face Billy Kim and Lake tonight for the Cruiserweight title? See, it's moving. It's got smoke coming out of his nose as well, the demon. Oh, it's, it's up next. It's after this match. So let's get through Disco versus Hoovy, and then we can see Alex Wright in action. And I'll tell you what, anybody listens to May Young Classic or anything else we ever do, right, and you've got a problem with what we say about the kind of women superstars or anything like that, come and listen to our commentary on Alex Wright, and that balances everything up, all right? Or well, just listen that. to me during the Randy Orton special podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're in constant state of... Um, arousal. Arousal as we started here. Disco on the offense quickly to Hoovy. Backs him up in the corner. No. I mean, not a bad character. I'd say I will admit to that. Uh, but as a worker, I'm, I'm just not so sure about him. Well, he's like, you know, uh, no way Jose nowadays, isn't he? He wants to the thing. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great gimmick, shit wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah, Jose. no way. We don't want you knocking on the door, even though you're available to do that at the moment. But Hoovy dodges between Disco's legs. And Guerrero's always a talented guy, it's just his fucking attitude that uh, caused him trouble. And the fact that Bischoff didn't like anybody with masks, so, you know. Good job Kane went to WWE, then, not it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane by Hoovy, taking Disco down. So I think Eric Bischoff has got a lot in common with TJP. And Hoovy, going to hip toss, gets blocked. Now trying to say move again. Turns into kind of famous, sir. I think Alex Wright turned it into the famous, sir. Huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, sorry, Disco Inferno. I've got penis on my brain. <laughs> you got pe- I've got penis on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hoovy now has recovered. Irish ripping the disco. Puts the elbow up, and here comes the Inferno. Oh, oh he gets monkey flipped <laughs> straight over the top rope to the outside. And that's not racist because there's no black people in the No, match. that was very innovative. Ah, oh, fuck it. Tried it. Oh. And he skinned the cat through the bottom rope and just took out Disco with like a head scissors takedown. Well, two very impressive moves there by Hoovy. Charles Robinson in the ring looking like he does nowadays, counting both men down. Charles Robinson hasn't aged a day. There's nothing wrong with Charles and Charles and this guy gets sent in. Do we see him become mini Ric Flair? We do. We're going to stick with it. Woo! Uh, we are going to stick with it. Until WWE dies, we're going to stick with it. Going to have a three years of that. <laughs> oh. Disco catching the atomic drop. Oh, and turns Hoovy inside out with a clothesline. Hey, season before. <sighs> <laughs> and now Disco taking his time, but he thinks he's got Hoovy hurt. And he's going to slam him down. Disco going up top. Looking to Disco dance his way to victory. Oh. Drops the elbow from the second rope. Goes for a cover. One, two. Oh. But the juice managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Disco going to wear down Juventud Guerrero. Oh, and Hoovy fights out of the submission. Gets back to his feet. Disco throws him in the rope. Hoovy tries for a roll up, but Disco's out of it. Both men back to the feet. Disco puts his boot up. Gets caught by Hoovy and Hoovy turns it into a hill kick. He's got the Inferno down and Hoovy running towards Disco. He drops on the apron and then drops him down there. Hoovy back in control. Now he's going to springboard his way back in. Disco realises and quite intelligently rolls to the outside. And he even says that. But he can't see Hoovy behind him. Charles Robinson's only been about for a year. A year and a month. And Hoovy there, over the top, taking that Disco Inferno. Both men down. Hoovy and Disco back in. Hoovy jumps over the top of Disco. He catches him, though. Tries to back drop. Both men reversing. Hoovy's got the back Disco back elbow. Runner by Hoovy. Well, Hoovy's signaling for the Hoovy driver, but Disco reverses it. And now both men try to... I don't even know what that is. Disco hangs up Hoovy. On the top rope there, I think a bit of a botch. Now Charles is counting. At this moment in time, he's only two years older than me. And now Disco back to his feet. Are we going to see the Disco elbow? Now he's picking Hoovy up. Sunset flip. Juice trying to pull Disco down. Disco's going to do a bit of dancing. He said he's doing a Macarena. <laughs> eh, Mac- oh, oh. Just rolled up by Juventud. Is that Only racist? Two. two. Is that racist because Juventud's uh, Mexican? Probably. He picks- oh, he's doing a Cesaro swing. Drops him down and Disco's dizzy. Oh! Falls head first <laughs> to Juventud's crutch. So you try explaining that to my ex-girlfriend. When she caught me with another bird's head. Yeah, yeah you, I'm just doing this our way swing, love. And she fell on top of me. Her mouth opened. My penis fell out. He's counting on both of them. He's checking on them. Going for a roll up, though. Oh. But Juve could get his foot to the bottom rope. This time, Disco hooks the leg, but 
Human 2 kicks out. Uh, it's got a bit, um, I don't know what the word is, bit untidy, I suppose, with these two, but Disco with a suplex, dancing again, signaling to go up. Taking his time. Disco don't go up often, but he's going to make sure it counts. Oh, Juve manages to f- nip up. Splits the difference on uh, Disco. He lands crutch first on the top turnbuckle. And now he's going to try... Oh, come on off the second. Hits it. Maybe he's not stopping yet. He's trying to build momentum now. Disco up to his feet. Oh, corkscrew heel kick. He's oh. got a mouthful of hooven too. <laughs> but Juice only gets a two count. Two. Oh, shoot. Reversed by Disco. Wheelbarrow, but Hoovy turns it. Bulldog. Goes for the cover, but again, Disco gets his shoulder up at two. Two. I'm waiting for the NWA to come break this match out. And now uh, Hoovy jumping on his back. Disco reversed it, though. Got him in a power bomb. No, got him in a power driver. Oh, plants a juice on his head. One, two, three. Oh, my God. Disco wins. With a power drive. Dan, what do you think of this match? Um, it wasn't bad, but I don't know. It just seemed like it got a bit sloppy towards the middle slash end. Um, <coughs> but yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it was a bit of a... Bad. It wasn't, but it wasn't great. Yeah. So, I mean, it was okay. Like I said, a couple of... Uh, Bits here and there, but I think they hit the main spots all right. And Disco advances later on to face your cruiserweight champion, Billy Kidman. There's been an argument about who's the best European wrestler in WCW at this time. Of course, we've seen Finley and Bulldog going at it. And Alex Wright got himself involved. And that's drew the era of Fit Finley. And, of course, that's what our next match is. But, I mean, it's just going to be a pleasure to see Alex Wright. Oh, we're getting more Nitro Girls. Well, James, what do we like better than to happen before every match? Oh, well, I'll tell you what we love is a uh, promo. You know, I mean, it it really does uh, add something to every WCW pay-per-view. It's fantastic, really. But not just any promo. An NWO promo. Well, he botches Vegas' nickname called the City That Never Sleeps, but that's New York City. Simon says he's been going three days and 30 nights with one freak in my right, one freak on my left, and one freak in the box, so this is a night off. Scott calls Buff a snuffing, snuffling crybaby. He startles and stumbles his way through running down Buff and Rick. Scott says they should tag up because he'll tag up Giant, and they'll go out for the tag belts. Steiner isn't even one of the champions. JJ Dillon comes out and questions the logic of that. And Scott, being no friend of logic, shuts him up. Dylan says if Rick and Buff win, then Rick gets Scott one-on-one. The committee works quick. Scott agrees and says, no way will that punk pin the largest back in the world to the mat. And up next, yes, it is Finley versus... Alex Wright. Alex Wright, look at my penis. Look at that, Dan. Look at him dancing. I get something getting caught in my throat. <clears throat> so it's all right for us to mock the German accent, but when we do an Asian accent or a Nigerian accent, it's different. Look what the Germans did. Well, yeah, I'm just he's after all those years. that jacket, exposing that dong. Look at them women in the front row. There's not a dry seat in the house. My God, all the men want to be him. All the women want to do him. 
Look at this, the crowd going absolutely crazy. His, his penis arrives first and then he arrives about 20 seconds later. It's, it's quite an amazing thing, really. This man, this should have been a heavyweight champion. I'm sorry, but this is a guy who, who I never thought we would know. And, you know, we, we've known Alex Wright now. It's just a shame. 20 years too soon. Did you know that Alex Wright starred in the Judy Bagwell on a pole match? <laughs> yeah, he was the, the pole. pole. Anyway, enough <laughs> penis jokes about right, well, the largest man in sports entertainment. He really <laughs> is. This, I mean, get these penis. This is what it's all about. Great wrestling by Alex Wright as well. That's not Roman know. Reigns may be the big dog, but Alex Wright is the big hog. Honestly, it, it overshadows him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like actual sh- shadow coming down on him, and so it's a good protection to have. The referee Nick Patrick will look down on it. <clears throat> And you talk about the Nitro Girls dancing, you talk about disco dancing, Alex Wright has got the sickest moves, I would say, in WCW, nay, the wrestling world. Are you paying attention to his dancing or his dong? Uh, honest to goodness, it's better than too cool. That's the kind of size of it. Look at those European uppercuts. Another thing I like about Alex Wright as well, he's puts his trunks up a little higher, but exactly, his bum is always on show. He's like, do you like frontal? Yeah, do you like frontal back? I'll give it to both of you. Oh, he hangs finley up on the ring ropes, which were modelled on Alex Wright's penis. Uh, honest to goodness, right? It's it's uh, when you look at that, it moves for five. It's like ten seconds. It keeps moving after a move. When you pin Alex Wright, he doesn't kick out. His penis does. Honest, <laughs> yeah. His penis just make a Hogan comeback. And Finley with a clothesline. And it's right, gets knocked down. But he gets up again. Yeah, because his penis kind of propels him up. It's like sitting on a rake, standing on a rake. Oh, slingshot oh hangs my God. right over the top rope. This, oh, no! <laughs> Cameraman got him too close then to that pin. Oh, my God, look at it. It's just sticking up. Well, there was an old age rumour that we're all the same height laying down. Alex Wright isn't. No, he's seven foot. <laughs> he got sent over the rope. Luckily enough, he landed on his penis, so he's all right. Yeah, well, no, he's in. He's 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 next to the ring and his penis is in row F. He's trying to get it back. That is just... Huge. <laughs> I, I've never seen one so big. I know two called Scorpio. Apparently, McFoley says it's quite big, but... He's no Alex Wright. That German is packing massive, like, German sausage. He's got the bratwurst, yeah. Michael, look at the side of his bratwurst. That isn't bratwurst, that's bratbest. Apparently, apparently Alex Wright is a triplet, but his penis killed the other two in the womb. That's how big. just didn't have any space. It was like, oh my God. It's like a baby's arm holding a... It's uh, not even an apple. <clears throat> it's like Braun Strowman's arm holding a, that pumpkin that's on stage. That's the size of his head right now. <laughs> I'm sure there's a match going on here anyway. Finley knocking back Alex right into the corner. Penis follows shortly after. <laughs> well, you got Finley versus Fatley. Yeah, <laughs> God. Oh, crossbody, and Alex Wright's penis is the momentum to send Finley over the top rope. Oh, my word. Oh, I just farted in excitement. <laughs> well, he's just taken out the first row. <laughs> that is bad. Security here now, and Alex Wright going to come back in. 
Oh my god, drop kick. Finley managing to get out of the way though. Luckily enough, he didn't get killed by that huge incoming dong. I tell you something, Finley runs into the ring post. Alex Wright with a net breaker. If Alex Wright is going for the cover, two, three, yes! And Alex Wright's cock was on <laughs> Finley's shoulder. It's not the Isle of Tiger. Look at that dancing by Alex Wright here. If he had a low blow done to him, he'd be out for like a year. You know that? It'd be like Triple H tearing a quad. <laughs> he'd be out. Well, there's only one man that could potentially low blow him. Mm. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is the only man. You're right about that. that. could low blow him and survive. I mean, apparently, I hear rumour. Rumour has it, Dan. Rumour has Alex it. Alex Wright's penis sunk the Titanic. <laughs> That's what the... I can believe that. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm sure there's a match there, though. Uh, I enjoyed that, believe it or not. I'm going to give that an 11-inch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, that's, that is a big one. That is a big one here tonight. Um, unfortunately, there are other matches, but we can go back and um, watch that again at some point. I'm sure we will. I mean, for me, that's the kind of match of the night so far. As the cat's backstage, oh my god. He's not getting the answers he wants on WCW. Well, good job Jarrah's not here because he'd be fucking that cat. <laughs> oh, that was one of the reasons he left the podcast, Dan, all right? Not the entire reason. And here comes Lodi, who's obviously not over the fact that he hasn't left the flock and he still hasn't slept yet. He's going to have to go against Perry Saturn. Lodi likes Texas. Lodi gets revenge. Well, will he get revenge tonight? Sorry, Alex White's gone now. I know I shouldn't say that. But what will happen here? As Lodi... T- I mean, what do you think of Lodi, Dan? Give me your honest thoughts. I haven't really seen enough of him to warrant an opinion on him, to be honest. His fucking sideburns are really awful. Well, maybe he's trying to get under people's skin by giving a look. He's kind of been a second... Well, you know, a, a kind of crash dummy for Raven and the flock recently maybe he can break out in himself against Saturn and Saturn here well we know his history as a Texas Ranger he's got that but he's kind of got like this like mesh vest and is he wearing makeup he might, um, he might not be he might just have that look about him what was worse the vest that Saturn's wearing or Scott Steiner's mesh headwear Oh, that's worse. What Saturn was wearing. I didn't mind Steiner's mesh headwear, actually. He looked like a knight of the uh, the, the fuck table or whatever it's called. And now Lodi's making sure his signs are safe. Saturn's just a weird dude, you know? He always seemed a bit out there. I remember him beating the shit out of someone on Velocity once. And that kind of gave him moppy for that. And they were like, right, that's, your, that's all you're doing now. But he's been heavily featured. He's been quite impressive over pay-per-views, hasn't he, recently, you know? Fighting Raven, breaking up the flock. Potentially someone that could have gone on to be a bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see how he does now as he uh, grabs the arm of Lodi. And I don't think this is going to be a long match at all. And he gets a rope break and then asks for his signs back. And now he's going to chase down his signs. And now he goes back. Well, I guess that's the important thing in this match is make sure you've got the signs. He's a fucking moron, isn't he? He seems a little bit, yeah. But maybe he's playing the uh, the game right, trying to take Saturn out of off his uh, focus in this match. No, he's just a moron. Grabs a side headlock and Saturn reverses it. Lady over the top, underneath Saturn, kick to the midsection. Bang, jawbreaker from Saturn. 
Oh, oh, lovely spinning leg sweep. Lodi trying to get a harm's way, and he does. And he wants a timeout now. Lodi likes Texas. We're in, we're in Vegas. Guess that that matter. Saturn catches Lodi. Dead or alive, Lodi? What do you reckon? He's alive. Is he alive? Yeah. He's an author. He's an American author. Well, he's awful in this match as well as against Paris Saturn. <laughs> Kicks to the head by Saturn. Irish ripping Lodi again out. Well, Lodi getting out of there now and Paris Saturn chasing him down. Chopped to the chest. He's dropped his signs. Lodi back in. Double axe smash to Saturn. I think that's annoying him more than anything else. Saturn picks him up. Overhead belly to belly. Saturn with a clothesline and now picks him up again. And that's a beautiful T-bone suplex. And now Saturn's going to pick him up. Oh, my God. Turns it into the kind of falcon arrow. Signal is for the rings of Saturn. Oh, no, he's got him up. Death Valley driver. One, two, two three. three. Over and done with. So Perry Saturn wins here. My God. Dan, what do you think of the match? Um, I thought it was just more of a showcase for Perry Saturn, to be honest with you. It was, you know, Lodi, in my opinion, is a nothing wrestler. And, uh, yeah. I'm believing this is the fifth match already. They are getting through them here at this pay-per-view. But we've still got a lot more to come. Up next is Cruiserweight title. And uh, Disco Inferno's not really had much rest. He's going to fight Billy Kidman. And then... Uh, Oh, and then we should get really serious. Go well, you know, with uh, Lodi, he lost a number of personal sessions when his apartment building burned down in 2004. So here comes Disco then for the second time tonight, this time vying for the Cruiserweight Championship. And maybe he'll have the advantage because uh, he'll be ready to go more. He doesn't have to warm up now, whereas Kidman has to start fresh. And we talk about the flock about whether it mattered or not. And I think it did a little bit because it helped Billy Kidman. And I think any of these groups, as long as it makes a kind of star and a couple of stars, yes, Kidman didn't go on to have success, maybe was kind of forecast for him. But at this time, coming out of his shell, becoming Crusade champion, he's kind of turned into the guy that we kind of know now, you know, especially with that shooting star press. I think it's improved him a lot coming out of the flock and being on his own. Match against Disco Inferno, though, I'm not that sure at this moment in time, but... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. What are your thoughts on Billy Kidman? He's quite an exciting wrestler. I think, you know, he could have gone a bit further in WWE. He had minor success. You know, again, I I, I think he was kind of uh, overshadowed by the rest of the talent in WWE when he finally made the switch. Yeah, well, I don't think he had that much of a, a personality in a weird way. Or didn't really connect to the crowds it did. You know, like I said, he had a few successes as Cruiserweight Champion and whatnot. His biggest success in WCW, you know, went on to face Hogan, you know. So, uh, was that their fault trying to push him up too soon? Or did Hogan just not want to work with him? That's kind of a thing as well. But we start this one off and uh, Kidman's got a side headlock on Disco. Throws him over, hitlock takedown. Oh, but very athletic drop kick there from Kidman. Well, Kidman's going to come... Uh, Kidman's definitely going to have the advantage when it comes to uh, wrestling ability. And high-flying ability. And high-flying ability. And speed. Speed, power. Dancing. Dancing. He's better dancing as well. But again, you know, Disco against the high-flyer. He's had a match earlier on, less than an hour ago. 
and Kidman's coming out a little bit cold, maybe thinking he was going to face Hoovy. You know, two different game plans. Did he really plan for Disco Inferno? Well, drop tie by Kidman. Go straight for the arm. And he's got the arm ringer in, turns it round. Disco gets out of trouble, though, turns it, uses the hair, take down Kidman. Not once, twice, but three times, and each time Kidman responds with nipping up. Irish whip reversed by Disco, though, but Kidman just grabs hold of Inferno's head and just bounces off the mat. I'll tell you about fair play. Oh, Disco trying to eliminate Kidman from the rumble, but Billy lands on the edge of the ring apron, leaps over, and a head scissors takedown and just stomps the granny out of <laughs> Inferno. Very impressive here by Kidman. And, of course, it's thanks to him that he brought Tory Wilson into wrestling as well. So, Well, that is probably the best thing that Billy Kidman done <laughs> to wrestling. He's got the arm. It's a shame we can't see Alex Wright wrestle twice. It has to be Disco. The need to be able to cope with seeing Alex Wright wrestle <laughs> No, again. I don't know. Iron Man match for Alex Wright. Oh, my God. Like Disco hangs up Billy Kidman on that bottom rope. And he's a lot stiffer than the WWE ropes. They are cables just wrapped in tape. There's little or no give. Now, Disco, netbreaker. A lovely swing and netbreaker there by Disco Inferno. Not capitalising on it as quickly as he should, though. It goes for it, but Kidman managing to kick out. Ah. Well, can we take Disco seriously? You know, I, th- I think I will if he managing to win the Fruitsweight Championship. Irish whip to Kidman. A brutal Irish whip there. And now Disco going to Irish whip. Billy Kidman again. Bag, bag, back elbow. A huge back elbow. <laughs> Dropping Kidman to the mat. Picking him up by his hair. Another Irish whip attempt from Disco. Dropping his head. Kidman kicking him in it. Then low bridging the oncoming Billy. And Kidman went flying so far he nearly hit the security guard that was there. And he almost took out Alex Wright's dong. Even though <laughs> Alex Wright's in the back, his dong's still on the entranceway. Alex Wright's driving home right now and yet his dong is still near the ring. <laughs> That's honestly incredible. Irish ripped by Disco. Kimmer reverses like right into the apron. Bulldogs him onto the wafer thin mats. I think Billy's got a bit of Charlie horse though. Or a dead leg for you and I. And now Kimmer throws Disco back in. Kimmer climbing up to the top rope. Oh, Oh, looking for a frog splash. But Disco rolling out the way. Billy hitting nothing but mat. And now Disco... Just gets his hand over, but Kidman managing to kick out. Uh. Now Disco's going to the submission. He's thinking the, he's completing the gate in Kidman's high-flying offense here. Billy can't do anything at the moment. Just stuffing away his energy. Billy Kidman throws Disco into the turnbuckle. As he bounces out, Kidman hits him with a huge clothesline. Now Kidman gets some momentum. Irish whip. Reversed by Disco. Billy ducking under the elbow drop. Oh, and just uh, Inferno just pops Billy up and he lands face first onto the mat. I mean, he must have been about seven foot in the air. At least eight to 13 foot in the air. Now, Disco's getting confident. Starting to get his swagger back. Now, Disco with the kicks in the corner of the Kidman. Oh, he's stomping a mud hole and he's walking it dry, JR. Good God almighty. And now, Disco. I think he's broken in half. He's laying it on thick. About picks him up, back suplex, drops Kidman down hard. Goes for the cover, but Kidman kicking out. Uh. Now, 
Disco shouting at Kidman, calling him a pipsqueak. Kidman fighting back though. But a rake to the eyes. Disco's taking over now. Goes on the apron. He's just hanging Kidman up on that top rope. Snaps the head back. Now Disco's smirking. No, James hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows he's got one up on Billy Kidman. Well, he could have the Cruiserweight Championship soon. As he slams. Scoop slam, yeah. Disco looking to go up top to finish this match. He went up early against Hoover. That didn't pay off. Second rope this time. Dancing his way. Oh, oh. But Billy's sitting up and out the way of that elbow drop. And now Kidman's got him. And oh, BK bomb goes for the cover. Oh, but Inferno managing to kick out. Uh. Now Kidman backing Disco up. Irish rip across to the other corner. Oh, Billy runs to go, gets the elbow up. But a lovely power slam by Kidman. That was Randy Orton-esque, wasn't it? As he went for the cover, but Disco kicked out. Uh, no one's like Randy Orton. Irish rip again by Kidman. Goes for the drop kick. But Disco holds on to the top rope. Billy Kidman hits nothing but Matt. Oh, looking for that seated pole driver. Well, that's what beat Hoovy. Oh, Kidman managed to turn it round, but... In. Bang! Hits it. We've got a new Cruiserweight champion. If he can capitalise on this, it is all over. Nailed it, Bobby. You nailed it. That's why you are the brain. Oh, now he turns it round. Goes for the cover to... Oh, but Billy managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, but that was a cocky cover. Didn't hook the leg. Took too long over it as well. Now he's going to try and finish him off with a suplex. Kid below lands on his feet. Went for a bulldog, but I think this guy that scouted. Back suplex. Picks him up again for the suplex. Inverted suplex. One, two... Oh, but Kidman's still managing to kick out. Oh. Now, Disco can't believe it. That Kidman's still in this one. And now Kidman doing the Macarena as he's going to go for the pole driver. Kidman turning it into like an X-Factor. And now he's getting him in position. Kidman's going up. Shooting star. One, Uh, two, two, three. three. Absolutely beautiful there by Kidman in the finish. Getting a cover on Disco. And not a bad match, you know. I don't think it was too bad. Disco did all right. And Kidman, I think, is the right man to retain the Cruiserweight title. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think both guys perform really well. Um, does Disco go up a bit in your estimations? I mean, you know, him and Billy had quite good chemistry in this match. Hardly any fumbles. You know, it played out as smoothly as you like. Yeah, I mean, it was good stuff, wasn't it? That's, that's what you can say about it. Hey, Disco... Um, I think it's because Kidman's a, a good wrestler that he helped Disco through this. You know, I think sometimes it's the person that carries you. I think Kidman did in this one, but I'll always give Disco a chance. What I want now is more promos. I want NWO, then Nitro Girls, and then an NWO match where NWO get involved. Hey. You get the end. Is it a promo or is it a match? Well, is it time for the... Remember the WWE Tag Team titles? Did they have them? They did used to have Tag Team Champions. We might have them on the line now. 
Well, it is for the World Tag Team Championship. Well, it was Sting and the Giant. And now it's going to be the Giant and Scott Steiner. Isn't that cool, though? Look at that goblin. What is it? Demon. The wings, the smoke coming out of his nose. When's a pixie, not a pixie? When? When she's a goblin. New, new, new world. Here they come. Tag Team Champions. What a dominant tag team champions these could be. And, and the Giants smoking a cigarette coming out here. Looks yeah, like he's got he's, a cigarette on the go. Looks like he's put on a few pounds as well. He's really given up at this point. I mean, you know, he already told Bischoff a few months ago he wasn't going to sign a contract extension. He leaves soon, doesn't he? Well, exactly, yeah. He leaves in a couple of months' time. And um, Bischoff's like, oh, no big deal. And was that the turn? Was that the start of people going W? To WWE, and if you look back in history, yeah, it was. Well, with the departure of him, the impending departure of Jericho as well. I yeah. mean, two big talents. And then you've got the Radicals happening in early 2000. Just shoving the cameraman out of the way. Well, Scott Steiner doesn't care. Big pub pump rules all wrestling. He certainly changed since the first time we saw him. Turned into big Papa pump. And we still haven't really seen that one-on-one match between Rick and Scott, which happened in February. So now we're waiting until October. Are we finally going to have it? It means that Buff Bagwell and Rick Steiner have to become tag team champions. Hopefully there's no shenanigans. There won't be. I mean, he barked. Buff Bagwell barked. You're, you're right. You're right. It looks like Rick can bring cahoots. Everything's fine. Buff's coming out as well. He's happy. Well, you know, after bringing Judy Bagwell into this thing, you know, it's unforgivable. And now they're both men running in, and I think he definitely wants to get his hands on Scott Steiner. No, he's changed, Buff Bagwell, after all these injuries. And look at that, the old Steiner pose. And he is barking. And the giant's smoking. And we're going to see Scott all later who's drunk. You can do anything, WW. He's actually... Finishing a whole fag as well. He's not just out here to pose and fuck about with it. He's smoking a whole fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. It'd be basically what I would do. He is, and he is the stuff. And he's not happy with a giant or Scott. And now Rick seems happy about this. Tony's trying to sell it as like, one of the exciting turns that happens when you join us for pay-per-view, because we have no fucking clue what we're going to do until the actual day of the show. And the giant's in there now. And Scott's right behind him, building them up. <laughs> and he's saying to Charles, you want the belts? Come get them. Don't tempt Charles, Giant. He'll fucking pick you up and choke slam you. No, that's why he's going back. He knew Charles weren't fucking about. He says, I'm fucking warning you. <laughs> Look, mate, all right? Yeah, I've only been in a year and a, year and a bit, but still. And Rick and Buff look like a great tag team. And Rick's going to start with a Giant. And he wants Scott to start, but... Giant's going to hide behind him. That Scott's going to hide behind the Giant. And it is the Giant and Rick starting things off, or the Giant starting things off on Rick, should I say. Huge headbutt sending Rick back in the corner. And the chops there. And the big right hand sending Rick Steiner down. Oh, atomic drop. Scott says no, he wants Giant to beat him up some more. Back suplex by the Giant. And now Scott Steiner wants to tag in. Now that Rick's in trouble. These two men going mano e mano. Finally getting their hands on each other. I say that. It's been Scott in control. 
And Buff warning Scott to keep it clean. Scott's starting to try to beat him down. Buff trying to get in. And NWO black and white. Attacking him behind the referee's back. No, I don't believe that, James. Buff coming from behind, pushing the big show. Or pushing the giant, sorry. He's not the big show yet. And the giant just throws Rick back in. Buff desperate for a tag and Rick starting in all sorts of trouble. So don't forget, if Rick wins this, he gets a one-on-one match with Scott. If it was Scott, you could hit Rick with a steel chair, get disqualified. Rick wins the match. But you keep your titles and you get the match with him after you've hit him with a chair. And Scott Steiner just at the moment. Buff trying to get the crowd behind him. And Steiner is a massive individual, you know. Like We don't see guys like this anymore, do we, really? He's a genetic freak. They're so big. But Rick Steiner fighting back. Atomic drop, and now with a big right hand, finally getting hold of his brother. And he hits five punches in the corner. Scott comes out of him. Oh, but Rick lands on his feet, clotheslines his brother down. Drops a big elbow. Oh, goes for the cover, but Buff wants to tag in. Buff wants to do it. And here Buff we go. Buff wants to get his hands on his enemy. Well, he said he wanted to take him out. Double clothesline. Oh. What? Oh, not again. <sighs> Buff Bagwell was in on it. He's NWO for the 76th time. They've turned their back on Rick Steiner. Well, they've all fooled us and Buff. They've gone out of here. Now it's two and one. And now this is, uh, this is bad as Scott just flexes. The NWO get one up on Rick. And all of us again... I honestly, to goodness, thought that that would never have happened. And a low blow. The referee's not calling for a disqualification for some reason. Well, maybe he wants Rick to uh, have a chance of becoming tag team champion to a guy who's partly NWO. Indeed. Uh, black and white doing what they do best here. Making everything into a mess as Scott Steiner choking out Rick. The fans shouting bullshit. You talk about negative heat, which I think is definitely it now. Definitely. People that see this shit just won't tune in again for it. And then there's us. We'll watch it next week. (laughs) Scott, suplex with Rick. But you can see the problem with WSW and why things went wrong when it's just confusing all the time. The tag team titles are back, and now... I don't even know how Scott became tag team champion in the first place, but he's just beating down Rick... Well, Scott's replacing Scott Hall, who's got a match later on with Nash. That kind of makes sense, I suppose, because it's uh, the NWO, they can do what they want. Indeed. And it's the, the Freebird role. Yeah, and now the Giant in. And he's just stomping down on Rick. Both feet. Fuck off. Well, they're saying he weighed in at 552 pounds earlier today. I don't think, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. How much do you think he's there? Because he's putting a little bit of weight. What, 450? What to say about that? In WWE, he got a little bit chunky. When he was at his heaviest, was like when he was the ECW champion, wasn't he? He was big, big then. Many faced the big show. Was it £2,000 to a ton? He's no way quarter of a ton. It's well, the same size as a small foreign car. Well, Giant is mocking Rick Steiner now, going for the cover, but not wanting to do it, pulling him up. And he tags in Scott. He wasn't holding the tag rope. I think referee's lost a little bit of control, but was it Matt? It's two and one at the moment. 
So there's been a top turnbuckle. Rick fighting back now. Managing one right hand after getting his head bounced off the turnbuckle. This is what the crowd want to see. Uh, and and a second low blow right in front of the referee who does nothing apart from have a go at Scott Steiner about hitting him with a closed fist. Yeah, do you fist all right? Hit right in the telewhacker. Tell you what, if Alex Wright took this punishment, he'd never wrestle again. Took this punishment, Scott Steiner would be broken by Alex Wright's dong. Then again, any match Alex Wright's in is a handicap match. And what the hell's the giant doing? Trying to go to the top as Scott Steiner's holding him. I don't know if this is a great idea. Looks like Bambi on ice. Now he's up. Oh! oh missile dropkick from the top, but takes out his partner. Who's upside down in the corner. <laughs> Brilliant selling from Scott. Yeah, credit to that. And now he clotheslining the giant. He's not fallen yet. Third time. Rick's up now on the top. Go for the bulldog. Bang, hits it on the giant. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh my God, Rick Steiner is, is tag-, tag team champions. With Buff Bagwell. What's that all about? But it means he gets... I don't think he cares about the titles. He just wants his brother. Oh, brother. He's got in trouble now. No matter dry ice, the warrior smoke's going to help him escape. Charles wants to come on, you can ring the bell. The giant's out cold from a bulldog. And finally, since February, we've been waiting <laughs> for this match. What a wait it's been, and we are going to get it now. Scott Stein's got a face. Rick. Rings the bell. Scott's just getting out of there. Oh, and here comes Rick. Well, the Giant's not going to get involved because that's not what NWO does. Well, the Giant is chasing down Rick Steiner. Slowly but surely. Don't call me Shirley. The Giant gets caught with a right hand. And he catches Scott. Throws him into the steel steps and just kicking away at him. And Rick finally gets some payback after being... Uh, Fobbed off for so long with injuries and Buff Bagwell. Scott wants some time out. No, Rick's not giving it to him. And you can hear the fans, this is exactly what they want as well. Oh, if this is what they want, the NWI get involved in about <laughs> three seconds. Well, big clothesline. You hear the barking and Scott's in trouble. Irish Rick reversal, but he runs into Rick's boot. Oh my God. Runs with him upside down, right into that turnbuckle. Big pop pump drops, he's in serious trouble. Rick goes for the cover. Buff's too close to the ropes. Uh, Scott's too close to the ropes. Is that another low blow? Yes, it was. Gut wrench suplex. And now Scott Steiner. Finally going to get some offense in on Rick in this match. Rick gets the low blow, gets disqualified. <laughs> Steiner line. Now, each of these want to prove who the better Steiner is. King Steiner on the liner. And he's he's choking him on that second rope now. Going to come running in. Rather be choking on that second rope than Alex White's cock. Yeah, you won't be able to fit it in your mouth. Sure we talk, we're talking about length at the moment. I mean, girth-wise. It's about the same size as the wrestling ring. <laughs> Rick dodges the Steiner line. Catches him and just throws him over his shoulder. Who's your favourite Steiner? I think it's got to be Scott, just because I never got Rick. As he hits the belly to belly, goes for the cover. A guy in a Bill 
Bill Clinton mask beating up security. Bill Clinton's here. Well, he's got a suit on. And here comes. Well, Stevie just gave him a slapjack. And he hits Rick over the head with it. Takes out the referee. And it was Buff Bagwell in a suit. Oh, no. <coughs> How dare he hit Charles Robinson. And now he's going for the cover. Rick still kicks out. Oh. Why did Buff need to put a suit on and dress in the Clinton mask to do that? So we didn't know it was him. <laughs> yeah, but... We weren't all sure that he had turned his back on Rick. Oh, my God. Now Scott takes Rick up. Second rope Frankensteiner. And that's got to be it, Shirley and Don't Buff. call me Shirley. One, two... And again, Rick managing to kick out. Poor Charles Robinson just get thrown out the ring. And these two men just put the beating on Rick. Because, of course, there's no one in the back that could help Rick Steiner, but he doesn't need it. What about his tag team partner, Buff? Well, he just caught Scott out, and now he's got Buff. Hangs him up on the top rope. And Rick Steiner taken out near enough the entire NWO. Oh, he's going to go for that bulldog. Bang! Hits it. Here comes another three. One, two, three. And against all odds, Rick beats Scott and Buff and the Giant. And Rick is well tag team champions. I can't believe what that's all here. I don't know why Buff came out here in a suit when we just saw him early. We knew it would probably be him. Stevie Ray got involved. I don't know why. Where did the giant go? No, Stevie Ray was a pivotal part of that because he gave the slapjack to Buff. Yeah, but... And then he stood back and watched or went or helped the giant back. I don't know where he went. Yeah, but if he's got... Why didn't he just have a slapjack in his pockets when he went out? What did you think of the match? (sighs) It was all over the fucking shop. Really, it was the most pointless fucking retarded match I think I've seen in a long time. Well, up next, we're going to get a bit of history here because it is the first time ever. It's Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. And we're actually going to get a proper promo video for it as well. Well, these two guys at the same time joined WCW at the same time. Both became founding members of the NWO. Both best friends Backstage, on and off screen. And since Nash joined the Wolf Pack, Hall stayed in the NWO, liked his drink. We saw last time on Nitro, Nash pretending to be drunk. Yeah. Scott Hall falling for it, but he weren't. He was drinking nothing. Exactly. So tonight, will Scott Hall be knocked sober by Kevin Nash or not? It's a battle of the Outsiders in our ninth match. <laughs> And we've still got three more after this. Oh, Scott Hall coming out here now. With vodka. With a bit of uh, vodka in a glass and might not be taking this too seriously. But it's a tragic story, really. These two friends, now enemies. He is the lone wolf. Yeah. Baron Corbin. Even though he's still a part of the NWO, black and white. So he's a lone wolf with a group of people. 
and his tag team partner's just lost his titles. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, hey, y'all. What happened? But here comes Wolfpack. And there's one thing you don't turn your back on, James. The Wolfpack. <clears throat> I hope Conan comes out with him. I hope Conan comes out as well. That's what I'm trying to find a handset to turn it up. Well, the lone wolf, and now here comes the big bad wolf, Dan. He's Big Daddy Cool. And Nash looks like he means business. <clears throat> yeah, he's very calm, very collective. He comes out and he, he's still pissed off by Scott Hall. The fact that he's drinking. Oh. Oh, and Hall throws pure vodka in the eyes of Nash. And now Scott Hall going on the offensive straight away. Maybe he was playing a little bit of possum. Hello, possums! As he kicks Kevin Nash out of the ring. And this is Wolfpack versus Black and White, and Hall sends Nash into Barricade. And he gets thrown from pillar to post. Oh my god. Hit him with a microphone, broke it. He said, There you go, there's your microphone back. Got the cable. Oh, choking him with the cable. I didn't know Scott Hall would be in control so much, but he's taken down Nash. Nash, Nash is busted open. My god. Internal bleeding. Nash is in serious trouble here. Hall beating him down. Maybe this is Hall's dark side saying, Nash, you can't change me. Nash trying to help his best friend and this is where he gets you. Yes. Moral of the story, don't help someone who's a pisshead. <coughs> Luke. <laughs> Sends him into Barry Kay. Tells him to go suck it. Hall back in. Nash's blood's on his hands. And Nash is in trouble. Get checked by the doctors and the referees. Well, how's it? How's the well through foggy eyes? Throwing a drink at him. Oh, said so he stopped listening to him. And they might take Nash away now. Oh, Nash struggling his way to the ring. This. I don't know if that's the right decision. And oh. He gets dropped twice by Hall. Well, let's not forget, Hall is a big guy. You know, we talk about Nash being a giant. Hall is six foot seven, six foot seven, six foot six. And he's knocking Nash down with strikes. I haven't seen Scott all like this in a very long time. I've never seen Nash take a beating like this in a long time. Very focused. Maybe the drink helps him to think. Oh my god, big wolf pack chant. But Hall's picking him up. Scoop slam on the big Nash. Hall's calling for the end. Well, he wants it. The outsider's edge. Nash pushes Hall away nearly into the referee. Was it supposed to be a ref bump? I'm not sure. The Hall just perches Nash in the corner, starts unloading. Big Sexy pushes him off. Hall doesn't quit, though. Goes back up. Nash still fighting in this one. And he's still calling him out as well. Maybe he wants this side of Hall to come out. And Nash can find it back. I wonder why. Maybe he doesn't want to hurt his friend. Hall playing bongo drums on the back of Nash's head. And they're just slapping him. Moving big right hands to the side of Nash. Irish rip. Nash reverses. Throws Hall from corner to corner. Sidewalk slam from Nash. Is that all he can muster up though? Well, at the moment, it's the first time they've been separated in a little while. Nash can catch his breath back. And they'll both men on their knees just exchanging shots. Lucky Alex Wright's not out here. Now Hall, a big right hand. If it's not, knock, not knocking Nash down now. They're a little bit sting lost for it. Or is Nash fighting back? Now delivers a big thigh. 
Huge kind of, yeah, five strike to the midsection. Now, big right hand to the forehead, knocks Hall down. Second one, and Nash is back into this. Oh, looking for the jackknife, and Hall realised and got out of harm's way. And now Nash is in, and he's ripping off his shirt. And he's saying, come on, motherfucker. And now Hall back in, staring off with Nash. We've got a proper fight in the rounds now. And the bell's rung. Collar and elbow tie up. Nash trying to grab the hair. Uh, Hall trying to grab the hair of Nash. And Nash just too strong. Pushes Hall halfway across the ring. And I don't think Hall should be surprised by that. Hall wishing he had a drink inside him. Hall grabs the arm of Nash. And again slapping the back of the head of Nash. I think that's just pissing off the big man. Hall's got the arm. But Nash with a clothesline. And now Nash just stomping on Scott Hall. Pulls him into the corner. Now he's responding with the right hands. Nash with the shots to the back of Hall. Hall like fighting back. <clears throat> Irish whip. Ducks down. But Nash catches him. Throws him head first into the mat. Now Nash hanging him up on that second rope. Oh, drops a leg across the back of Hall. Nash has got... Hole in that second rope. Second time dropping the leg across the back and just hanging him up. Holds down and he's saying he can't continue. And he's saying he's hurt and Nash seems a bit concerned. Nash not giving up though. Oh my god, Hole's got internal bleeding. He's spitting out blood as Nash beating him up. Nash is just relentless and delivering a big knees to the midsection. Oh now. Getting the angle right for the sh- elbow. Straight across the jaw. You can see the blood coming out of Hall now. Oh, Nash telling Hall to have another drink, baby. And then hit with a knee in the corner. This one's a double. Two knees. And Hall drops the two knees and then face first onto the mat. He's at the feet of Nash. And he's got Scott Hall. Elbow right at the back of the head. I thought maybe he's going to go jackknife there, but I don't know if Hall's got much left in him. And Nash mocking, opening a can of beer, taking a sip and just punching Hall over the head. Now, this is tough love at the moment. It's because he's a pisshead, but Austin has about five or six beers a night. Everyone loves him. Because he he, he just beats up his wife and does stuff like that when he's a private in his own, in his own home, you know? Uh. Doesn't come to work, no condition perform. He performs and then he gets into condition. Now Nash got Hall again. Hall trying to fight back, but to no avail. Big boot from Nash. The straps are down. Well, that means business. The fans know that. Scott in serious trouble. Hall's loaded up. And if he hits this, this is over. Mox Hall hits a jackknife. Did the commentator call it jackhammer time? <laughs> I hit the jackknife. This is done. And Nash calling for one more. And the fans are loving it. A lot of Wolfpack fans in the house. It'll be over now, but he's going to go for it again. He's got him up. Oh! Powers him up. Powers him down. Oh, my God. Jackknife, and that will be it. Telling who to suck it. And he ain't even bothering with the pin. But instead, he's walking out. The referee's counting him. And why would Nash walk out for a count-out? 
He don't care. He just wanted to hurt him. That's done. But he's going to lose. Scott's going to win. What does that mean? Well, Scott Hall beats Kevin Nash on the record books. Scott Hall was beaten. Who cares about the record books, though? Well, what are your makings of that? Did you enjoy it? I was actually quite enjoyed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. <laughs> Surprisingly, because it was probably one of the two matches that I weren't looking forward to. But no, I think these two guys played off really well. well it weren't too bad, was it, really? And uh, Nash walks out. He looks strong. And Scott Hall does... Get the victory, which I suppose, you know, is a good thing for the, the black and white. Uh, and again, not not too bad. And uh, we've got a couple of matches still to come. And out of the three, yeah, there's definitely uh, one I'm not looking forward to. But I'm hoping the next match for the US title will be quite a entertaining. Sting versus Brett as uh, Hall's getting to his feet now. The man looks like he needs a drink. Well, he is the winner. Do you know Alex Wright's cock celebrates his birthday three hours before he does? <laughs> so Bret Hart is our champion. Do you know what Alex Wright's submission finisher is? What is it? The Scorpion Death Cock. Oh. Oh, well, Bret Hart is out here, United States champion, and he saw the war he had with Sting on Nitro. We're kind of behind uh, in the backstage areas. Sting's going, hey, oh, my God, has Sting got a goatee? Sting has got a goat along that cod piece. What do you look at first? His goatee or his penis? Has he got a goat? You looked at his <laughs> You looked at the cod piece. And Sting's here with a baseball bat and it's unfinished business with Brett. Of course it's Scorpion Death Lock versus a sharpshooter. I think Sting's got the fans behind him, at Brett Hart's in association with the NWO. What's the difference between three dicks and a joke? What? Your mum can't take a joke. <laughs> What's the difference between your dick and a joke? What? No one laughs at your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart's going to maybe kiss his championship goodbye. Let's talk to online. Bret Hart has not even been in WWE for a year yet. Of course, Survivor Series 1997, in November, where it all happened, didn't debut until six weeks after that. And then he's kind of turned heel since then. And Sting chased him down. And what transformation Sting has had in a year, you know? So at Starcade 97 last year. The black and white sting, as it were, fighting Hollywood Hogan. And now he's turned to the black and red, uh, the red and black. He has indeed, and now he's grown a goatee. Well, it looks even demonic like this. So he's chasing down Brett, especially with Halloween Havoc around. Very satanic. And Sting's turned his back. Brett, maybe trying to sneak up on him. Decided against it. Sting, the only ever. Uh, sting, the law man to WCW, who's been there since the late 80s. Talked about is that, that an actual goatee or is that just painted on as part of his face? Paint? I think it's goatee. But we spoke about the Halloween Havoc events and how important Sting's been to them, fighting Sid Vicious a couple of times, of course, being in very big matches, like, you know, and now he's against Bret Hart here. And Bret, like Dan, getting a fat woman's face. Sting wants a straight-up match with Bret. Oh, Sting going after Bret. There's a can, there's a Coke thrown at both of them. Sting caught the offspray as well. Sting throws Brett in now, though. We're actually going to have a match. We are indeed. Sting can't wait to get his on Brett. They're coming down with right hands in the corner. And a big clothesline. Sting's come straight out of the blocks, running on this match. We see these two men fighting backstage on Nitro. Yeah, well, I mentioned it earlier. Now, that... <laughs> I know you that kind of brawl led to the problems they've had these past couple of weeks. You know, a little respect that Brett had for Sting wouldn't attack him. 
then all of a sudden turning his back on him with the help of Hollywood kind of didn't make that much sense. You know, Sting took Bret Hart's place in the match against Hogan. So we're getting this now. I mean, is it good for both men at this moment in time? I'm not sure, you know. I, I don't really understand kind of face-heel dynamic as it goes along. I know the Wolfpack are probably... But Sting and Luger were kind of WCW loyal and then all of a sudden just turned to the Wolfpack. And Brett's associated with the NWO, even though he's not officially NWO. No, he's black and pink, not black and white. <clears throat> but Brett managing to fight back against Sting. There's one thing about Brett, he's resilient. And he's still a great wrestler as well. Let's, let's not discredit that. Getting the shots down perfectly. Plants him with a DDT. Goes for the cover, but Sting kicking out. Uh -huh. And Brett is just raking at the face. Hill Brett. Well, Sting's in the ropes, but doesn't matter to Brett. So here's one on the flip side. Do you think Sting's kind of slowing down now? He's part of the NWA Wolfpack. I mean, you know, gone from skulking alone up in the rafters with his baseball bat, dropping down unexpectedly to... But do you think the momentum of the Wolfpack slowed him down? I think it might have done. You know, it doesn't make any sense to the character of Sting. I know he's pretty much changed now. But Sting, you know, might it doesn't make any sense for his character to go for the NWO and completely change his look. But I suppose they're changing it up a little bit, trying to stay relevant. You know, obviously not going to be the kind of number one guy at the moment. You know, that's Goldberg, even though he's not really getting news. Number one guy is still Hogan. And I don't think it should have been. I think the end of it, Starcade 97, when Sting should have won cleanly, and that would have been the end of Hogan as the kind of main event heavyweight champion. You know, he could have still had special matches, but... And then put Brett in there to have better, you know, uh, style of matches. Because they're, they're just, you know, it doesn't really matter as much, does it? All the hype is about the top couple of matches as opposed to Sting versus Brett, even though they have been fighting on Nitro. I think Brett's kind of not lost a step, but I don't think he cares as much anymore. I think the betrayal from WWF kind of hurt him for a few years, as we've seen. He's kind of just phoning it in as opposed to being a brilliant technical yeah. wrestler that we've seen in the past. Instead of fighting for his spot, he's just like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy just doing whatever the fuck I do, yeah. It's kind of, you know, spoiled his passion for it, so to speak. Yeah, and that's what it is. You know, you've got to think, maybe for Sting as well, you know, being there for so long and seeing what it is, then realising, oh, shit, I'm always going to be at this point, so why don't I just have a little bit of, not fun, but the fuck around a little bit as well, you know. And, of course, he's obviously still hearing stories from what's being said on WWE, you know, Brett screwed Brett, this, that, and the other, you know, and the man who he... Lost too. I mean, you know, he's been given a more prominent role. Well, the thing is as well is that, you know, it's still being referenced. Like I say, we're going to see it coming up as well. as they still talking about it. We're not even a year on from it yet. WWE really done nothing to kind of uh, build that momentum with him. And Sting down and, like I said, Sting's another character that they kind of dropped the ball with as well. Let's hope they don't do it with Goldberg. Brett's on the second rope. Oh, but Sting catches him. Looking for the Scorpion Deathlock. Was that a sharpshooter? Turns him round, got it in, but Brett gets to the bottom rope. And Sting picking him up, just dropping Brett down. Bringing him to the centre of the ring. Let's recover. But Brett managing to kick out. Oh. It's going to take a faster count than that to beat Brett. And now Sting raining down the hands. And now Brett pushing away on Sting. Sting coming back with a big shoulder block takedown. Sting got ducking underneath. Brett, oh. No, he's, he's hurt. He's hurt, hurt his knee. No, he's hurt it. Oh, this is genuine injury. Yeah, Brett's not one of those who, uh, you know, would, would fuck around like that. Oh, no. no. If he's had a... Oh, Sting. 
Sting working on the leg and referee said, come on now. Brett getting back up, playing around with his vagina. Oh, he's got something in his hand. He's got a foreign object. International object and Sting reverse Joish whip. Clotheslines Brett down. Drops the foreign object. And now Sting's got it in his hand. Referee still can't see it. Oh, referee. Oh, ref blocking it. Catching Sting with a low blow. Well, Brett got the low blow in, and referee shouldn't put your hands on a competitor. Oh, the referee's got hold of that object, and Brett kicked to the midsection. And now he's building towards that sharpshooter. So we know the backbreaker comes, and then he goes up the second rope, drops the elbow. Goes for a cover. Two. Oh, but Sting managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I don't think I've seen Brett win a match via pinfall. There's not that many times he has. That's all I have to say about that. It's Brett's fucking sting in the corner. So Brett didn't have a bulge. He had some brass knucks down there. And his bulge is even less. I can see a little bit of a bulge. <laughs> maybe he's wearing it's like... like a camel toe. Maybe he's wearing some pants or something like that Maybe he's there. tucked in like a transvestite. I don't. Or oh, you know more than I. It's like the drag queen's like different though, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, you can tuck one of them, but some don't, might not have some. Yeah, I don't think they've got one. The transgender issue is very difficult nowadays. You've got to be careful. Did you just assume my gender? I, I didn't. What is your gender, by the way? I have none. Yeah, yeah. I'm gender fluid. You're gender fluid. I identify as neither man nor male. Well, the, the weird thing is, is that, you know, after I do this and I put it up and people say, you do know Dan's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> uh, well, who was he doing the podcast with then? So maybe you're not real. Maybe you're not. What about if you weren't? That'd be fucked up. That'd be fucked up, wouldn't it? <laughs> be like, yeah, he's What's even worse is that you're not real and you somehow pick me up, drop <laughs> me up here. Yeah, but it's just me doing it. <laughs> you're not doing anything else. It's all, you know. That's weird when you think about that. The amount of this fucking podcast that you probably cut is probably just you. <laughs> yeah. Brett went to the outside, hung Sting up and Barry Cade, sent him into the stairs. Now he's got my apron. Oh. Oh. The ref checking on Sting. He thought it was Brett. So and he gets an elbow to the face and Brett accidentally drops his leg on the back of the referee's <laughs> neck thinking it was Sting. <laughs> yeah, Sting <laughs> comes makes his way in. He's making a comeback. Sting gets a submission victory, but the referee calls for DQ. Well, Sting with a clothesline. Well, that's the second time that the referee's laid hands on Sting. And now Sting in the corner. One punch. Watch referee. Oh, my God, runs into Brett's boot. Brett was trying to go up, but he realised he couldn't. Ref, move out of way. Smooth. Brett with the right hand. So we've not seen really a match. And now he's going up. There we go. Sting stops him. What was that, a punch in the tallywhacker? And look that way. Sting going up. All these main event matches are a mess, really. You know what I mean? Like, don't make any sense, but we're going to see you soon. Referee's in trouble. Oh! (laughs) Oh, my God! Sting just suplexed Brett onto the ref. The referee weren't getting up before. He ain't getting up now. Well, all three men down. <laughs> Brett's on the turnbuckle. Sting! Oh! Sting a splash! But did his head hit the top of that ring post? It didn't, I don't think, but he's sending it as that. There's that foreign object. Oh, baseball bat instead. Sting's got the bat. Brett's got the bat of Sting. He's whacking it across the back of Stinger. Four times and then fifth one to the face. And Brett's still got the baseball bat. 
Rolls him round. Brett going up to the second rope. Here he comes. Bang. Drops it on the jaw of Sting. Delicately placing the bat <laughs> to the outside. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Ref. Referee. No, waking the ref up. Sting lands on your legs. Get up, honey. It's time for school. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> Referee's coming too. Trying to find his bearings. No, surely not. Don't call me Shirley, but he's laying the sharpshooter on. Oh, my God. Well, this is not fair, Dan. And the referee checking the arm of Sting. Drops twice. Drops thrice. Ring the bell. Well, what a bullshit ending that was. My God. That should have been a lot better than that. Brett is still US champion. Dan, what are your thoughts after that match? It started quite well. It started, you know, like any grudge match should do. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess the end of it kind of protects Sting a bit. You know, and it kind of leaves this feud still going on. Oh, yeah, uh, I hope I hope not, though, because it didn't really work out, and I don't know what direction they're going, but Brett is still United States champion, and like I say, Sting will be looking for retribution at some point. And I thought that was going to be the good match, and up next we've got, well, the true main event of Halloween Havoc, really. It's time. After eight years, we're finally going to get the rematch that nobody wanted. I thought it was Goldberg versus DDP, no? Nah, that's the main event. Oh, is it? Because it gets cut off for time, and then they have to replay it again on Nitro, because some people didn't see it who bought the pay-per-view, they had to refund the money. It's a whole big jizz. Sting is out of it, and Sting gets stretched away. In a body bag. And this is taking about ten minutes. Show must go on. Up next, we've got the Warrior... Against Hogan. For life. It's time. Here comes Hollywood. Well, we're finally going to get it. The match of the decade. <laughs> and here comes Hollywood. And the fans, I think, are excited a little bit. Oh, my God. It's the moment we've been waiting for. A decade in the making. So excited to see him back in action. In a one-on-one match. First time since WrestleMania 12 against Triple H. He's getting charged out from all the warriors in the crowd. Go! No. <laughs> the OWN Nation. No. The One Warrior Nation is here. And he is ready for action. And he is pumped up and ready for this match. So we've got the NWO, the NWO Wolfpack, the LWO, and the OWN. Where are the horsemen right now? Why are they not being used? That was brilliant Nitro when Flair came back. So why are they not being used at here? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, the Warriors here, ready to uh, give back the uh, victory to Hogan. Hogan's saying he's going to kill the guy. Nothing on the line for this match. Just pride and pure hatred. Warriors just getting his breath back. <laughs> yeah, just give him time. These two men will pose off for as long as it takes. And this is the match that everybody's been waiting for. Well, the Warrior chance. Warrior on the second rope. Now get the crowd into it. Nick Patrick's going to call this down the middle. And these two icons face to face. Big right hand dropping Hogan. And he slaps his chest. Now he takes off the jacket. We cannot confirm nor deny that he may or may not have been using illegal performance enhancing substances. He does a cold load, doesn't he? I don't think he looks in great, great shape. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you compare it to Hogan a little bit, I don't know. Ric Flair? Yeah, a little bit older than that. Like, it's been through a few things. 
I don't know, he's still quite absolute, whereas Hogan's just flabsolent. I suppose so, but to Behemoth's going at it, oh my god. We remember their classic encounter at WrestleMania 6. This what? is going to be nothing like that. Warrior <laughs> sends Hogan to the outside. And mark off your warrior does his trademark warrior pose, sucking out of the air on your bingo if you have that square. Still left to play is Hogan does a back rake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Outside interference. From the NWO. Yeah. Talking to the crowd, which Hogan's doing right now. Hogan hasn't backed off yet or called timeout. Right. He's just standing outside talking to a crowd, so that one's a still in play. Double shot for a Hulk Hogan comeback, which you don't see rarely nowadays. And either man missing a finisher. Yes, this is uh, not going to be a classic technical match. Warrior wants to test your strength. Collar and elbow tie up. Hogan back and Warrior to the corner. And a rake to the chest, not a rake to the back though. Now clubbing blows to the back of the head. Warrior fights back. But only for a second. Hogan's strangling Warrior in the corner. See, this is a different Warrior from the WWE. He's not ultimate. Well, no, this is the thing when they're choking a knee and the other guy is be able to keep, keep his gimmick. And does it take away that? Do we recognise the fact that he's the warrior, you know, not the, as the ultimate warrior? Does it affect him that much? No. I think the thing is there's so many name changes for one character in one promotion. You know, you go from Skip Sheffield to Ryback. You go from Husky Harris to uh, Bray Wyatt. And it's different with the trademarks when you go across. You know, sometimes you find it difficult. John Tenter did when he was Earthquake. And then he had to become the shark, you know, because... <laughs> Indeed, yes. Well, you've got um, like the likes of Adrian Neville he or Neville. He's pack. Yeah, exactly, yeah. In the Indies. And now Hogan wearing down Warrior, test of strength. So people can take the pictures. But do you reckon, like, you know, someone just like Finn Balor, I think that name perfectly suits him, whereas... Fergal Devitt or Prince Devitt doesn't. I know it's weird in that way, but you grow to it, then it's like Seth Rollins as well with um, Tyler Black. It's one of those things. Do you once you get used, Dean Moxley doesn't sound right anymore no. either, does it? So Hogan is still in control of Warrior at the moment. Nothing has changed here. Well, Warrior's getting a test of strength he wanted with Hogan. Can he fight back? He's managing to get to his feet. Look how sweaty they've both become, especially Hogan. That's just baby oil, baby. He wasn't like that at the start of the match. No. He put some baby oil in during the match. <laughs> yeah, he got referee to do it. I was pushing the warrior. They're both men running the ropes now. Oh, classic. Hogan stopping, slamming the warrior. Posing up, but warrior just managed to get straight back to his feet. Hogan turns around into him, delivers a slam to Hogan. And he's absorbing the power of all his warriors. Hollywood might be in trouble here. Warrior clotheslines Hollywood over to the floor. And Warrior, with a big right hand to Hollywood, chasing him on the outside now. Fighting on that barricade. <laughs> Hollywood and Warrior. My God, they must have seemed like giants. They're trying to send each other into the ring post. Oh, Warrior wins that test of strength. Also, you get another point if Hogan takes his belt off and whips Warrior with it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, going for the clothesline. Dodges. Ref oh. bump. you got to have a shot for a ref bump. Take a shot for the ref bump. And Hogan dropping the knee onto the ref just to add insult to injury. And now the Warrior saying, all right, let's fight. Somehow Hogan blocks it. 
And now Hogan's calling his troops down. He's calling his NWOites. Oh, and another knee to the ref, just for good measure. Oh, we're here. Well, it's the Giants. Well, he was successful early, wasn't he? Helping out Scott Steiner. Not. Let's see how good he is now. Oh, Warrior moved. Big Giant hits Hollywood. Virgil gets a punch as well. No, that was uh, Stevie Ray, my bad. <laughs> Virgil gets a punch now. It's not racist if they're not black. It's not racist, just accidental. And the Warrior now, taking out black and white, going for the cover. There's no referee. Taking out the black and white, what? Virgil and Stevie are the blacks and the Giants the white? Look, that's, no, that's what... That's what you meant. That's what it's called. You could have just said NWO. And now Hollywood going for the back suplex. Got hit the cardiac arrest. Hollywood going for the cover. Referee has recovered. One, two. two. Oh, but the warrior powering out. Absorbing that energy from his little warriors. (laughs) And he's coming up. But no, Hollywood's stopping him. Him and the NWO rights. I should love the warrior as a youngster. He used to be so full of energy. What happened to him now? Uh-oh, belts off by Hollywood. Take a shot. shot. And so is the Warrior taking a shot to the back. Referee hurt himself again. I think he was inverted kicked by the Warrior. <laughs> now, Hollywood check. Referee's got hold of Hollywood. He needs to give him a belt or disqualifier. And now a face break. I mean, Hogan's offense was awful, especially as a heel. Wasn't that good as a face? No, it was with a face you got beaten down and stuff like when you have to be in control, it doesn't look deadly at you, all. I did used to like watching Hogan get beat down, come back with the you Yeah, exactly. And then fighting back. He's missed the el- missed cut the elbows and then the warrior. Just rolling around the ring. It's not a bad bit of offence. And then Hogan falls down and the warrior running the ropes. Oh you can't the missed splash. Hogan Big right hand to Warrior. And the back knocks down Hogan. And he's going after the belt. And Warrior now whipping Hogan with his own belt. Hogan is all sorts of trouble. He's wrapping it around his wrist. Bang, punches him to the heed. That might have busted Hogan open. Referee say, come on. And Warrior's like, well, he did it first, ref. Hogan's reaching his pants, though. Hogan looking for it. and Oh, he's trying to light up. And it didn't work. It was meant to be a ball of fire. And Hogan completely just just fucked it up. That was meant to get the job done, but alas, it didn't. Now Warrior calling the spots to Hogan. This is a horrible way of doing it. Two ledges now. Warrior off the top. Double axe smash. Now Nick Patrick having a little word as well. Warrior again. Double X handles smash from the top again. Hogan's busted open. Hogan is in serious, serious trouble. And a low blow by Hollywood. A clothesline. And who's that walking down? Hogan's going for leg drop. Bang. Hits it. And that's it. He's not looking to finish it yet, though. Oh, my God. Oh, Hogan missed a second leg drop. Well, that's Horace Hogan out here with a chair, ringside. And a warrior now, worrying up. Hogan can't believe it. Here comes Warrior. Runs through Hogan. Runs through Hogan. 
runs through Hogan for a third time. Oh Bishop's my god! As well. Might be looking for the Gorilla Press. <laughs> and what is Bishop do? Grabbed hold of the ref. Here comes Horace. Oh, and he hits Warrior. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Hogan gets his win back. Horace has turned his back on the OWN and joined NWO. What the hell? Dan, what are your thoughts? Clusterfuck. Awful. Does it take away their match for WrestleMania 6? It takes everything away from it. <laughs> Hogan's ego is running wild. He gets a victory here. Oh, and Horace part the NWO. He passed the test. And that chair shot has taken down Warrior. Now he's going to set my light. Got the light of fluid. Have you ever seen this before? Oh, and Doug Dillinger there stopping him. Well, he had the lighter. And security's come out here to to stop it. What, Bishop's just going to allow the Warrior to be set light? Yeah, good one. At least Hogan won the match. That's all that matters. And at least no one got... Oh, they did. So that's another shot. At least the fans enjoyed it. At least the fireball to the eyes worked. No. Nothing worked in this match, did it? No. Well, what a night Halloween Havoc has been as we move on to our 12th and final match. And will this be a good one? We hope so. And we're going to go ringside to Michael Buffer. Self-high five. So as Michael Buffer gives the introductions, we're waiting for DDP, who of course earned this opportunity last month at the pay-per-view we watched, Full Brawl 97, winning the uh, War Games match against Team NWO and NWO Wolfpack. Will Goldberg feel there? Bang. He's the people's champion. He's the champion's people. He's going on the commentary table and the fireworks going off as well. He's pumped for this one. Biggest match of DDP's life. He's actually going through the people. Well, DDP is out here. You ready for fraction? Here comes the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He wasn't at the last pay-per-view, but he's here now. The diamond versus the gold. Oh, you see the security there outside his door. They're not for Goldberg's protection though, James. No? For everyone else's. Oh my god, here he comes. Your favourite entrance of all time? I'll have a go. <laughs> well, the MGM Grand for this match. Goldberg may have the big belt, but Alex Wright's got the big dong. <laughs> oh, I love it that you even think of Alex Wright. Even while Goldberg is coming out here. The big, bald-headed monster... Plus Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about at Halloween Havoc. What was your favourite part of this pay-per-view? <laughs> Alex Ron's big dick. Goldberg comes out, though, ready for action. Walks past Alex Wright's helmet. <laughs> Still walking past Alex Wright's helmet. And a great response here. Unfortunately, the number of homes Halloween Havoc would cut out. We'll be able to see the end of this, but we will be with you right until the beep. No, I'm joking. We're here. We're here. The fireworks go off. Oh, it doesn't get more intense than Goldberg. The undefeated World Heavyweight Champion. Out of this whole card, 
Who was the last one to win a heavyweight championship? Oh my god, bell rings. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bell rings, and here we go. It's DDP and Goldberg. Spear Jackhammer over. No, no, this is going to be a war between the two, each man facing off. We heard about the rumours about Dusty Rhodes, baby, wanting to change the finish. Some people weren't even seeing it, but here we go. Colin and I would tie up. So when did it cut out? The level of excitement. About now. Yeah. Yeah. It went over the three-hour mark, and they didn't tell the company that it might run over a little bit, so the feed just cut. Guys refunded to people who said they didn't get it, and then re-showed it on Nitro. And coincidentally, it was the last time Nitro actually won the ratings war. <laughs> yeah. I'm dragged takedown by DDP, but Goldberg bounces straight back up. Oh. And both men tussle through the ring ropes to the wafer fin match below. The referee trying to get between them and separate them. Well, DDP's going to try and use the experience, but Goldberg, just so powerful and intense, DDP wants to slow this one down. See if Goldberg can go the distance. I think the fans firmly behind Goldberg at this moment. Oh, my God. Well, DDP tried to take Goldberg down. He did a full flip. Landed on his feet, got taken down again. He's not going to bounce straight back up. Not down for too long. Now he's got all the DDP. F you. Now he's got the arm. DDP's in trouble. If someone managed to get to vote, has to break the submission. Jawbreaker by DDP, though. Rocks Goldberg. Follows that with a big elbow. Oh, shoulder breakers. And looking for the diamond cutter. Goldberg just shoves him off to the outside. Well, Goldberg knows how dangerous that move is. And I bet he's not even sure he'd get a shoulder off after being hit by that. Now, Paige taking his time to get back in. It's a good strategy right now. Jumps over. Call him an over top again. Got a hammerlock in. He's just working on DDP's arm as DDP rolls through. Breaks it. Oh. Drop toe hold. Drops Goldberg to the mat. Very nice by Page there. Out wrestling Goldberg, but Goldberg using his power. Shoulder blocks Page through the barrier. Straight in front of that little man. Goldberg, those in... Oh, being caught by Page. Hang up on that top rope. Swinging neck breaker by DDP. He knows which part of the body to work over on Goldberg. Softening him up for that diamond car. Irish whip and in reverse. Goldberg into the turnbuckle. Side Russian leg sweep. Floats over for a cover. Two. Oh, but Goldberg kicking out. Uh-huh. DDP doing really well. Keeping on Bill Goldberg here. Make sure he can't a constant offence. We'll see if Goldberg can actually hang with this. Front face lock. Well, you're not going to beat Goldberg like this, but you're going to wear him down. That's exactly what Paige is doing. Soften up his neck for the diamond cutter. Every little helps. Tesco. Goldberg slowly get to his feet. DDP with the knees. But Goldberg fighting back with a swinging neck breaker of his own. And that was so impressive by Goldberg getting out of that. Goldberg going for simple and effective. Big forearms to the jaw. Ducking what DDP has to offer. Page comes running in, but Goldberg catches him. That's like a variation of a suplex. There's so much power. He just takes him over with ease. Can hook him any way he wants. Now an Irish whip. Picking him up. Sidewalk slam. Goes for a cover. Oh, Page kicking out. Uh, 
bit of a strange cover there by Goldberg, but maybe he thought that would help. Oh my God, rolls over now, he's got the arm. Pages away from the ropes. So finally, Goldberg, Irish whipping, trying the side. Oh my God, DDP turns it into Avakan Ronner, takes Goldberg down. Super kick to the chest. Goldberg charges towards DDP, who lifts his legs up. Goldberg hits the ring post. My God, Bill was so quick there, but got caught <laughs> out. Must have separated his shoulder on the impact. I think the ring moved. Goldberg trying to get back in, and his arm's seriously hurting him now. I think Paige realises that. Oh! Paige flying off the top rope, taking Goldberg out, goes for a cover. Oh! Only getting a two count. Two! And Paige now working away, stomping at Goldberg. DDP, Irish whip to Goldberg, who reverses. And, oh, gets caught in a DDT. And Paige might have got a moment. Paige up. He wants Goldberg to feel the bang. Oh! Now he gets speared instead. <laughs> well, Goldberg, one arm, managing to run through DDP. Can't capitalise on it and lift him up for the jackety hammery. Well, not yet. But DDP's no way near getting up. He's been folded in half. Well, no ref bumps, no outside interference, just two men wanting to beat the other for the grandest prize in WCW. It kind of working well. And Goldberg now looking to finish this <laughs> off. What happens after this beer, Dan? Well, James... Oh, he attempts to jack him up, but he can't quite because his shoulder's probably been separated. And now Goldberg's going to try again. There we go, but Paige turns it round. Bang! Diamond car. Diamond car, Goldberg's out. If Paige can get across. Why would Paige be upset that Goldberg kicked out a diamond car when he waited like 20 seconds? You know, it's not like a pedigree, is it? No. And DDP going over to Goldberg. This could be it. One, One two, two. Oh. Goldberg, Goldberg kicks out. out. Uh. DDP cannot believe it. He's going to pick him up. No, Goldberg, though, Dan. Jacks him up. Hammers him down. One, two, two three. three. Goldberg retains. In, a, in an excellent match, I will say. Yeah. Made Goldberg look brilliant. Made look good as well. For You know, it's quite a short match, but high impact as it was, Dan. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, even <clears throat> after what you said before the match about DDP carrying Goldberg for a majority of this match. Well, Goldberg saying that he, carried, he got carried by DDP for a majority of this match. It makes sense as, you know, this is probably one of Goldberg's best ever matches. And it shows that, you know, both men worked well. Goldberg had to break a big sweat. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know. And like you say, Goldberg was put through his paces. And now he's got Paige in the corner. And that's a nice sign of respect between the two. Goldberg picking him up. Saying, I've got respect for you. And these are two WCW guys... And it gives you hope for a future, maybe, if the WCW are going to keep doing this. Maybe it can work. Oh, typing a diamond cutter. <laughs> well, no, just respect as Paige goes out. And Goldberg, 
is your world heavyweight champion, and he's going to be champ come Starcade. But would you say that's the closest Goldberg's come to be defeated? I think it is. I really, I think it is the closest anybody's come uh, has been DDP. He played it right, but unfortunately just come up short. All right, so that was Halloween Havoc 1998. So let's go back, give a little review. Let's say it was shown live on paper. You got 0.78 on the pay-per-views, and the attendance was 10,663. So let's run for the card. So first match is Raven versus Jericho. Dan? Yeah, it it wasn't a bad match, but there was just no selling in it. It was, um, you know, the chemistry these two guys had was good. They could have had a potentially great match, but... You know, I don't know, I think the NWO segments was kind of cutting the paper. You know, they even overran by, what, 15, 20 minutes? So, you know, <laughs> yeah, they kind of <laughs> fucked up the match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the Raver-Jerko thing, they were good chemistry. I got it three and a half out of five because it was it was good, but not great, you know? Yeah, I also gave that a three and a half out of five. Yeah, uh, Meng versus Raph, that was just kind of a squash. Two out of five, no tongue and death grip. That disappointed me as well. I gave that a two and a half out of five. It was again a no sell Ming. No sell Ming. Uh, number three, Disco versus Juve. Uh, winner, dear uh, Di- Disco versus Juve to face Billy Kidman. I-, I thought it was good. Yeah, it <laughs> it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't you know anything to write home about, but there wasn't. Anything terrible in it. Both these guys gelled really well. I gave that a three and a half out of five. I gave that a three out of five. I thought it was all right. Uh, then we have Alex Fry and his magical penis going against Fit Finley. Uh, for me, at that point, match of the night. <laughs> One of the best matches I've seen here. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think I his agree. penis did a great job. Uh, there were so many know. cock puns in there. Uh, well. I don't think we could fit any more in. <laughs> hey. Well, you know, I, I loved it. Well, I gave that a four out of five. I gave that an 11 inches. <laughs> I gave that. <laughs> no, no, I gave brilliant. that a three and a half. Yeah, uh, best match. Um, Lodi versus Saturn. Lodi versus Saturn. Again, it was a squash match. I really don't rate Lodi whatsoever. Saturn, I think he could have gone on to bigger and better things. But, I, you know, there wasn't really much to comment on. I gave that a three out of five. I gave that a three. I gave that a two and a half out of five, actually. I'm lying to you. Then we had the Cruiserweight title match, Disco Inferno versus Kidman. Good stuff. Uh, Kidman looked really, really good in it. It's a shame like we haven't got Mysterio or I would have seen Hoovy match again. But it was all right for what it was. Yeah, there was good back and forth between the two guys. Again, good chemistry. Disco, he's certainly gone up in my uh, reputation. I don't know about you. Uh, I gave that a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half out of five as well. Then we had the tag team titles on the line. Rick and Buff versus Scott and the Giant. Shoddy, shoddy stuff from everybody involved. Giant's obviously giving up caring. Uh, Rick's trying his best, but obviously the crowd want to see it, but they're not giving it to him. Uh, Buff is a cunt, is all I wrote there, wrote there, because if you keep flip-flopping all the time, it's the boy that cried wolf. And when you finally do turn to the good side, no one's going to care about you. Uh, and I think that's the problem. Uh, and... That then moved on to Rick versus Scott. But what was your ranking of the tag team match? Uh, the tag team match, I gave it a two and a half out of five. I got three out, three out. I got three out of five because I was like, well, you know, at least Rick got the victory when you think, uh, you know, when, I don't understand why Buff came out in the same match. Yeah. Well, oh, no, he came for, out in, for the Rick versus Scott, I gave that a two out of five. 
Yeah. I thought that, oh, my points was, what the fuck? Yeah, I put what the fuck as well, actually. <laughs> the crowd wanted it, but I don't understand why Buff came out in the mask for, and I don't know why that happened. I don't know where the giant went to, and I don't understand the point of Stevie Ray being out there. Yeah. Um, and then Hall and Nash, match number nine. Well, that was better than I expected. I wasn't expecting much from these two guys. I know, you know, they're, they're not the worst workers in the world. But, you know, again, there was good back and forth. It was, you know, it was good. And the ending as well, that was, you know, Nash was just like, yeah, fuck it, I can't even be asked with a win. Scott Hall, you know, he won the match, but he certainly lost the ball. Yeah, without a doubt, you know. Uh, but again, it was a good match. It's a tell of kind of two halves. Like the first half of the pay-per-view, you could have got rid of a couple of matches and try to extend them more. I mean, Hall and Nash kind of set it up and it was like, okay, we're on to the bigger matches now. Uh, you know, they actually told a story there, Nash walking away. Builds a bit of intrigue in it, doesn't it? You know, uh, I gave that three and a half out of five. I also gave that three and a half out of five. And then Sting versus Brett was next. Uh, that was a bullshit ending. Uh, it, it should have been better between these two guys. To have someone like Sting... Kind of been a stalwart for WCW the way Bret Hart was for WWE to finally meet each other in the ring to go all out there and do something, and it just really didn't deliver, you know. Yeah, I also said could have been better, started well though. Yeah, it was started right, yeah. yeah. The end was just again, you know, a typical NWO finish, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that was a shame. And talk about typical NWO, either Hogan came out. What scores for that one? Oh, scores for that was three out of five, yeah. I gave that three, three out of five as well, and then Hogan versus Warrior. The absolute worst. That was, yeah. Um, I've just got Ego, Hogan, and Poor. Yeah, I think I've seen better Mojo matches than that. Oh. I know, I know, and that's saying something. Um, two out of five for me with that I'll one. I'll go about a two and a half out of five. Yeah, it was, it was the worst match. Well, that Mingham versus Raf, it would be better than Hogan versus Warrior, and that's really saying so when you got those two guys there. Yeah. And then the main event, DDP versus Goldberg. Yep, um, I thought that was a really well-worked match. DDP looked great. Brilliant sign of respect at the end of the match as well. Um, hopefully, you know, there's only going to be bigger and better things for DDP. Goldberg, I don't think he can get bigger and better. Yeah, honestly, at the moment, Goldberg is the perfect character. And if anything's going to help the WCW win his war or anything like this, then it is uh, having Goldberg at the forefront, leading it and trying to push back away from Hogan. Yeah, I think WCW are at a time in their standpoint where they need to get, you know, new is going to be better. You know, they need to get rid of all the deadwood, get rid of all the old stuff. Why wasn't the Four Horsemen? I know saying new is better, but, you know, it is kind of a new Four Horsemen. They could have somehow either, you know, starting up a feud somewhere or, you know, just having a having a match. There was, you know, like the Disco versus Juve match, even though it wasn't bad. That could have been taken up on a nitro, and then yeah. it could have been like a number one contenders for the Halloween Havoc pay per view. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, the Wright versus Finley, as much as I love seeing Alex Wright and his big cock, there was not really much place for it on that pay per view. Saturn versus Lodi, again, you know, them three matches could have been cut, and it wouldn't have. They could have had a Four Horsemen match in there. They could have kept the Goldberg DDP match to the length as well. You know, they wouldn't have overrun, they yeah. wouldn't have had to pay. You could have had Bischoff with the NWO members because he's obviously a part of it going against the Horsemen, you know. Uh, what was your rank for DDP versus Goldberg? Uh, I gave that four. I got four and a half out of five. Fantastic stuff. What was your match of the night? DDP Goldberg. Yeah, mine that as well. Uh, and your rating out of ten? Out of ten, um, 
for the majority of it, you know, I'd go seven and a half because there was some good points in it, a few good matches, but obviously, you know, you're taking the two and a half from the tag match, the two from the Rick and Scott, and the two and a half from Hogan and Warrior. Just yeah, well, I completely agree. It's seven and a half for me as well. It's worth it for the DDP versus Goldberg match, and the undercard is quite entertaining as well. It's just a couple of matches that really let it down, and unfortunately, it's kind of the main event matches. And they could have had the undercard. The undercard's changed considerably. When you look at what we had last year, even though the, the, the probably the card was worse overall, the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match, that kind of match was completely missing from here. Even though the main event did deliver this time in um, DDP versus Goldberg, which I thought was yeah. uh, very strange. Well, you know, there was no Eddie, there was no Benoit. You know, they're two great performers. Yeah, no Jericho, no nothing like that. Yeah, there was Jericho, but. Yeah, right, shut the fuck mouth. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right, so let's move on then. We've got a couple of uh, episodes to watch. We've got Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw. And uh, it is October 26th, 1998. We're in America West Airline Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Mike Tanay, Tony Funny, Larry Bisco, and Bobby Heenan are on commentary. Well, Halloween Havoc is over and not a lot has changed. Hogan beat Warrior in one of the worst matches of all time. Goldberg kept the world over DDP. Rick Steiner is still an idiot, although he won the tag team titles in the only change of the night. Nash walked away instead of beating Hall. We're four weeks away from World War Three, which will set up Starcade. So let's get to it. Well, we open with stills of Brett versus Sting from last night. Nitro Girls! Tony talks about the overrun from last night, saying about 10 to 20% of the houses didn't see the end of the Hogan versus Warrior or the title match. WWE Day and come up with two options. One would be giving away the replay for free. Quote, no, a lot of fans bought the show and saw 11 matches. We'd only give the whole thing away for free. Nice to see them just say, we want the money instead of making it right. Therefore, tonight at 9, we're going to see the world, tag, the world title match in full. Tony insists this isn't a ratings ploy and proves, is, proves it by saying the match will start at 9pm rather than the end of the show. We'll want to have a meeting to find out who decided Tony should say this on air and have them listen to how stupid it sounded. Larry says, sometimes technology's out of control and the Y2K bug hits. Yeah, it's a very embarrassing stuff there from um, WWE trying to rectify it tonight. And our first match, Chaos versus Stevie Ray. Yeah, Stevie has dubbed himself the enforcer of the NWO. He runs over Chaos at the start and yells at the camera before kicking Kenny in the face. Stevie misses an elbow drop as Tony joins on about technical issues. Chaos hits a springboard shoulder block for two. Two. But here's Buff to flow Stevie to slapjack. Chaos is knocked out and a slapjack is enough for the pin. Well, Rick Steiner comes in for the save as Tony says Rick single-handedly won the titles. It's one of those things you can only see when you watch a WCW pay-per-view. I won't be bragging about what you can get to watch at a show at this point, Tony. Rick grabs the mic and says he has to pick a partner. So if Kenny's interested in some revenge, he can be a partner if he wants. Chaos says his partner's out with an injury and it would be an honour to defend the titles with Rick. This is always a bizarre choice to me as Chaos just lost the match and had no history at all. So let's make him a champion. Even a pre-play shows him getting pinned. Well, we get an opening sequence. And then Canyon versus Prince Ikea. Well, Raven is with Canyon as Tony talks about the world title match replay for about the sixth time so far. However, even though it was cut as well, we're not going to see the end of Hogan versus Warrior because... It was too disgusting to show on TV. He's talking about Hogan falling to Light Warrior. On, 
He's talking about Hogan failing to light Warrior on TV the second time he couldn't even get it to work if you're counting, which happened after the match. These jokes are writing themselves tonight. Well, Canyon does you stick full of match and jumps Ikea when he doesn't get the response he wants. Tony says they can't show you the ending of the Hogan match and today adds that it's not up to TNT standards. Canyon gets two off a roll-up Two. And puts on the chin lock until Arkea sends him to the floor. The Prince goes up top and dives at Canyon despite him standing four feet from where Prince aimed. Prince back drops out of a pile drive on the steps to get the announcers talking about the match for the first time. Back in the springboard flip attack gets two on Canyon. Two. But he grabs a fat liner for the pin. Well, it was a terrible match than expected. Prince Arkea isn't going to win a match on Nitro at this point. The flip dive did look cool, and there's a ton of guys on this roster that can do exactly the same thing. It's always nice to see Canyon get a win as well. The Nitro girls are here at the announce table. Well, Gene calls the horsemen to the ring. There's no Mongo in sight. Yeah. Well done, James. And Flair says he was, he was a casualty in Vegas, but will be back by the end of the night. That's an odd statement. Gene finds it interesting that Bischoff isn't trying to keep the horsemen off TV, but here's Bischoff in person. He says he'll admit if he's wrong and clearly underestimated how much Flair means to all these people. The fans clearly want to see him wrestle and that's what Flair will be doing tonight. Flair says, line them up and he'll be ready in 10 minutes. Nitro Party winner from Hampton, Virginia. The announcers talk about some other big matches last night and show us stills of Nash versus Hall. Up next, it's Alex Wright and his enormous penis versus Barry Hall. Wright takes him down with ease to start but charges into an elbow in the corner. A jumping kick to the face puts Barry down and Alex goes up, only to jump into a boot. Barry gets drop kicked off the top and a great looking net breaker gives right the win. We still uh, we look at still some Hogan v. Warrior. Of course, this is okay to talk about, but heaven forbid we show it. And it is Raph versus Sick Boy. <coughs> Sick Boy for a spin wheel kick, but Raph chops him back into the corner. Raph puts on a chin lip before throwing Sick Boy out to the floor. And slings through a shoulder block, gets two on Sick Boy. Two. But he comes back with a suplex into a swinging net breaker. Raph completely no-sells it to complete the squash. Well, hour two begins, so here's Goldberg versus Page. All right, so up next it is DDP versus Goldberg. Of course, we've just watched that match. There it is again, it's entirety. Well, he announces, praise the match. And Gene goes to Kevin Nash's huge locker room. To ask him about leaving Hall Lane last night and walking out on the match. Hall himself comes in and Nash says it wasn't about winning and losing. He'll win when Hall is his friend again. The audio keeps cutting in and out. Hall says something I can't make out but only to have the giant sneak in. Unless there's another door in that room. Giant was somehow hiding in there and Nash never saw him. And help Hall throw Nash through a wall in a good visual. We get a Nitro Girls video. Nitro Girls dance. And WW likes UNICEF. Here's the NWO with Hogan looking thrilled. Bischoff talks about how great his life is and presents Horace, his shirt, as the newest member of the team. Hollywood throws in the weightlifting belt and it's a big celebration. Somehow this takes almost six minutes. And then we get Eddie Guerrero versus Saturn. We get a feeling out process to start until Eddie takes him down by the arm. Saturn comes back with an arm drag but Eddie complains of a hair pull. The distraction lets Eddie take him down and stomp away at Saturn's knee. A backbreaker gets two. Two. Freddy B gets caught in a sit-out wheelbarrow slam for two by Saturn. Two. Eddie's Tornado DDT is countered into a Northern Knight suplex for two more. Two. But Eddie escapes a vertical suplex into a roll-up for yet another near fall. 
Saturn comes back with a T-blown suplex and it's a brain buster, but the LWO runs in for the DQ. Well, the match was entertaining as expected and the end actually does something with the LWO for a change. Until now, they've all just been wearing the same shirt without actually accomplishing anything. I'd like to see more of this pairing and a finish, but this advanced something. Well, the LWO, including a new unnamed member, lay out Saturn so he can hit a frog splash. Judy Bagwell's here to talk about how bad her son has been lately. Jean goes through the horrible things Buff has done and back side of it. She loves Marcus, but it's tired of Buff. This is seems about as well as you would expect. Well, we get the tag team titles, Kenny Chaos and Rick Steiner versus the Giant and Stevie Ray. Well, Steiner and Chaos are defending. Chaos goes after Stevie to start, but Giant adds in a kick from the apron. The superkick drops Kenny and the Enduro take over. Off to the Giant for a bear hug, but Kenny gets out over to the corner and makes the tag to Rick. Giant splashes Rick in the corner and chokes with a boot, but charges into the boot from Rick. It's two, two, but he launches Rick to the floor on a kick out. Ah. Stevie gets the tag and Chaos distracts Giant long enough for Rick to bulldog Ray for the pin and to retain. Well, at the end of the day, Chaos just doesn't fit in here. It's like they drew a name out of a bowl and made him a tag team champion. The match wasn't any good either, as it was Chaos being treated like the jobber that he was and Rick hitting a quick move to keep the titles. Well, hour number three begins. Eric Bischoff has replaced Tanae on commentary and promises the best of Ric Flair tonight. He has a video package of Hogan beating up Flair from Bash at the Beach 94 for the title. Tony praises Hogan and calls Flair a coward, but is embarrassed by what he said. Bischoff said it's proved that Flair will always play second fiddle to Hogan. We get a cruiserweight title and it's Kidman versus Juventud Guerrero. Well, Kidman is defending. Neither guy can get control of a wrist lock, but Hoovy fires off elbows to the head and sends Kidman into the buckle. Hoovy goes up top, shoves Kidman down before getting two. Two. Off a missile dropkick. A brain buster gets two more. Two. For the challenger and we hit a chin lock. Kidman fights up, gets caught in a rocker dropper for two. Two. Hoovy's head scissors is countered into a wheelbarrow slam for two more. Two. Kidman tries a belly-to-back suplex, but gets countered into a set-up bulldog, followed by a crossbody for two. Two. Hoovy goes up but gets drop-kicked out of the air, setting up the shooting star. Guerrero is able to get his feet and crotch Kidman, followed by a top-rate Hulkamana for a very close two. Two. Kidman counters a powerbomb into a set-up powerbomb, and the shooting star retains the title. Well, it started a bit slow, but the ending sequence was great. Hoovy looked great in the ring, and Kidman was in over his head for most of the match. The counter to the powerbomb looked good and the shooting star was even better. Kidman is nailed in division right now and having solid match after solid match. We get an ad for Sting and Randy Savage tapes. Well, here are Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell to brag about their physiques. Bagwell says, this is for the women. Your job is to cook and clean and take care of your man. Scott warns JJ Dillon. Scott wants JJ Dillon out here right now because he wants a match with Rick tonight. JJ comes to the ring and Scott accuses him of thinking Rick is the better brother. Dylan says he has no favourite, but Scott wants to know why the new referee came in to help Rick win because he thinks JJ has something to do with it. JJ says, buy the replay to see what happened. Scott stays on it and JJ said he didn't send the referee, but would if he had the chance. Steiner kicks him in the gut and puts him in the recliner until the security mate... The- well, here's the warrior because this hasn't gone on long enough. Hogan had the chance to face a challenge last night, but failed again. Last night will haunt Hogan forever, understatement of the year, because there's a difference between beating someone up and defeating them. Warrior beat Hogan up last night and the ball pinfall doesn't change it. Warrior calls himself a gatekeeper and says the time is near on the same Warrior channel. 
Well, Hogan comes out and Warrior's ready to go, but Horace stops his uncle from getting in. Horace gets beaten up and sent to the floor. Giant comes in and gets the same, so Hogan gets in. Warrior ducks a big boot and hits him shoulder ribs. Bischoff is knocked off the apron and the NWO run. Well, we get Lex Luger and James's favourite Conan versus Scott Steiner and Scott Hall. Well, it's a brawl to start as the Wolfpack is out for revenge on Nash. Conan oh, Nash. and... It's a brawl to start as the Wolfpack is out for revenge for Nash. Conan and Steiner fight to the floor with Conan getting caught in the recliner outside. As a chair to the ribs, there's Luger and the Hall fight in the aisle. I don't think a bell ever rang, so this is even a match. Steiner beats on Conan in the ring, but Conan comes back with a clothesline. All four guys go to the floor and Conan gets laid out again. Luger gets double teamed in the ring and a chair is brought in. Conan comes in for the save as there's no referee in sight. Luger nails Hall with a chair and racks him, but Steiner breaks it up and we take a break. Not a match, but a fun segment. And now it's the main event of Nitro, and it's US title on the line. It's DDP going against Bret Hart and see if he can have another successful title defence. We started off here in a Colin Albert tie-up. Bret has been out-wrestling DDP in the early stages, and you would think after the punishment Paige took last night, Bret is definitely the fresher man, isn't he? Indeed, yes. And the fans watching Nitro get to see DDP wrestle twice. DDP with a roll-up, but Bret... Kicks out. Oh. Well, DDP is probably the only man to take Goldberg to the limit in his career. So, you know, if anyone can beat Brett, it's DDP. Well, he must be confident going into this one. And Brett might have to watch his back. DDP takes down Brett with shoulder block. Brett tries hip toss reversed by Page. Net breaker going for the cover. Brett kicks out. Oh. Page going for the diamond cutter. Brett backs up in the corner. Hangs Brett up. Uh, hangs Page up. Well, smashes Page face first into the top turnbuckle. And Brett's stomping away at Page. Looking for the sharpshooter, perhaps? No, a head down low. And Brett's in the referee. There's a gut. And Brett's a different person here in WCW. Looking to pick apart DDP. Wants to prove himself. Oh, Page up in the corner, though. Turning Brett. Lefts and rights. Irish whip to the opposite corner. Oh, but Brett manages to get a foot up. Clotheslines DDP. Now Page in a little bit of trouble. And Brett seems to be in control of this one. Side Russian leg sweep from Brett. Rolls over for the cover. Two. Oh, Ooh, but Page managing to kick out. Oh. And now Brett going for that rear chin lock. Oh, now Brett using the ropes for an advantage. The ref can't see it. The referee saying to him, do you do the ropes? Brett's like, no. The referee saying, you sure? Page trying to fight out of the headlock. Page fighting out. DDP gets car flow. And then DDT'd. DDT'd DDP. Oh, but managed to kick out. Uh. Brett's getting a bit upset. On a punch of the midsection from Page. Trying to fight his way back into this match. Lefts and rights. Oh, and just takes Brett down with a spinning clothesline. Now he's getting ready. You can see people signaling for the diamond cutter. If he hits that, it'd be United States champion picking up for pole driver. That's a bit like a pedigree. Gut wrench pedigree. Oh, DDP though, only manages to get a two count. Two! Page now going up. Oh, but Brett bouncing against the top rope, crutching Page on the top. And now Brett going to meet him. Maybe superplex. Oh, hits it. Beautiful superplex there. Come on, Brett! Come on, Brett! Two. Oh. oh. 
Somehow Paige managed to kick out. Brett, oh no, Paige catches Brett. Oh, I was right in a small package, but Brett managed to get his shoulder up at two. 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 Brett now kicked to the midsection of Paige. Brett looking to charge. Paige moving out of the way. Brett hitting a turnbuckle as Paige rolling him up, but only managing to get another two count. Two. Two. A two. A woo. A woo, 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 two. And Brett is getting sick with the referee that he can't put Paige away. That he's, quicking, that he's counting quicker. Full of diamond one. Now pick him up and oh, we've seen this a hundred times before. Backbreaker, we all know what this next. Knee drop from the second. Second rope, Elbow. knee drop. Elbow. Goes for the cover. Page kicking out. Uh-huh. And referee again, livid with the referee. Bret Hart again, livid with the referee. Do you want Brett to feel the bang? Well, Brett is getting more and more frustrated, but Page is still in this. Now Brett's got Paige up. No. Paige is blocking it. Oh my God. Takes him down. I think he's got the arm. Turns him over. One. Two. Again Brett kicking out. Uh Oh and a jawbreaker from Paige to Brett. Well that was effective last night. Havoc against Goldberg. Now Paige sends Brett into the turnbuckle. Oh low blow to Paige. And the ref. It took the two men out. And now Brett reaching in his tights, putting out the weapon he tried to use on Sting yesterday. He's trying to wake the referee up. You okay, my love? You right? I just about hurt Paige. Goes for the punch, misses it. Bang! Diamond cutter on Brett. Paige goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh, my God. We got a new United States champion. And it's DDP. Paige has done it, and I think he deserves it. Dan, what do you think? He deserves it. <laughs> I think he does after the, the 48 hours that he's had to work out United States champion. Fair play to Paige. What do you think of the match? I thought it was quite a good match between the two. You know, Brett again trying to cheat. Coming unstuck. Watch your back. Oh. Jack. And Brett from behind. Sore loser. Punching Paige. Punching the ref. And the former United States champion is not happy. He had that weapon in his hand, but he'd rather have a chair. Goldberg. Oh! Straight to the knee of Paige. And he is taking him out. I mean, he had his problems with Sting, and now his problems are with Paige. Well, Brett likes enemies. Will anyone come out for the save? Does anyone care about Paige? Well, but Brett is a dangerous man at the moment with a steel chair. Charles Robinson is going to take him out. Go on, Charles, hit him. It's him, Charles. And this is bad for Paige. What should have been a great moment has turned into a nightmare. They're not sharpshooter now. After attacking the leg of Paige. He's still ain't tapping out, though. And Paige is screaming. He's double hard. Go on, Charles. Drop him with DDT. No, Robinson's scared to get in there. I don't blame him. He's not scared. Brett is on a different level right now. He's scared for Brett. And this is bad. The new champion get beaten up by Brett. See, Brett knows not to hit Charles. Oh, my God. Brett Hart has snapped here on Nitro. A defeat too far. And Brett going up to that second. He's still not finished yet. Oh. Bouncing off the second rope with that chair straight to DDP's leg. Goldberg's coming out for the save. Oh, finally, he's had enough. 
as we end at the most, the, the best bit, where we're just about to see Goldberg. It... What the fuck is up with Nitro? I mean, <laughs> they cut out all the fucking best bits. They cut out Match of the Night from the pay-per-view. They cut out the best bit when Goldberg comes down to make the save. I don't know if he was running late, but then again, Goldberg does have to run from his locker room. He has to headbutt <laughs> it a few times. Wait for He's security. surrounded by security, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that Better is there. excused. Well, how did Raw do this night? Well, let's go over then. Episode 283, October 26th, from the Cole Centre in Madison, Wisconsin. We're another step closer to Survivor Series here, and hopefully for Vince, his month of terror ends. At the moment, Austin is still fired, so what's are we going to get some updates on his career options tonight? Also, there's a chance we're going to get some of the brackets for the tournament and a pay-per-view. Let's get to it. Well, here's Vince and the company to start, and there's a band set up in front of the Tron. Austin is here, apparently, and for everything that's happened last week. Vince doesn't like the people and wants to know where they were when Austin was doing all this stuff. My guess would be they were here in Madison while Austin and Vince were in Milwaukee, but maybe I'm missing something. Vince goes over the stuff he was made to do last week, including ruining a perfectly good Armani suit. He'll never forgive Austin for what happened last week. As for the letter that Austin gave him, it was a legal document. Austin better take stock of himself before he goes further. Austin pops up on screen and Vince said and says Vince should take some <laughs> Austin pops up on screen and says Vince should take stock in adult diapers. Well, our first match, European title, is X-Pac versus Steve Blackman. Apparently, China has taken a leave of absence from the company until our legal issues with Henry are over. The match is after a break, and as we come back, Vince is telling his guys to look into the document that Austin gave him last week. He wants it broken. Blackman kicks Pac to start and hits a side slam to put, down, put, to put him down even longer. Off to the chin lock, followed by a flying clothesline by Blackman. This has been a squash so far. Steve Regal comes out for no apparent reason and beats down X-Pac. The Outlaws come out and it's a big brawl. The match is thrown out and was too short to rate, but it was nothing of note. Well, Vince is talking to his lawyers again and says they wrote the document so they can break it. Cole is outside, Aust- Cole is outside Austin's locker room and we'll hear from Austin after the next match. Well, our next match is Darren Jostoff versus The Rock. I don't see this being incredibly competitive. The Rock is officially in the tournament. He takes Joz into the corner and pops him in the face to take over. Rock and those sideburns are so over it's unreal. Joz arm drags him down and puts in an armbar, which has to be the highlight of his wrestling career. Sunset Flip gets two, two. for Joz until The Rock realises he's The Rock and he's facing Darren Drozdoff. A low blow puts Joz down and they slug it out a bit. A power slam gets two, two on Rock, but a middle rope shoulder misses. Rock bottom, elbow, done. See, this is what you never see anymore. This was a match for The Rock to get on TV and get win over a guy that has no business beating him. This doesn't hurt Joss because he doesn't mean anything and doesn't lose anything by getting beaten up The Rock. Also, Joss getting some offense, so it wasn't a squash. Can you imagine Brock Lesnar doing this with, say, Mojo Rawley? Of course not. Hulk gets left behind again. Austin has been advised... Not to say anything tonight. We will have a statement later on, though. Vince's meeting is over. Vince doesn't get something, apparently. Here are the outlaws for the celebrity appearance of the week. The black brand... Uh, the band equipment was for Motley Crue, who the outlaws and Pac will perform with. They perform, and that's about it. The only wrestling-related thing is a bodyguard they have named Test. Test? 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 Yes, this is Test. Vince yells some more, talking about a contract and opportunities. Opportunity. And it's Kane versus Gangrel. 
Well, Kane is in the tournament also. Christian is at ringside and it doesn't really mean much at all. Kane runs him over and is apparently popular now. Christian's interference doesn't do much as Kane hits the top rope clothesline and the chokeslam gets the pin. <laughs> Total squash. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian dives off the top of Kane but only staggers him. He and Gangrel can't do anything to slow Kane down but Edge makes it 3-1 and one, and they get him down. Kane sits up and a group that become known as a brood runs away. Cole tells us that after the break, we'll hear from the McMahon family. Well, here's Austin, who doesn't know why Vince is so mad at him. He told the cops that the gun was a toy, and he told Vince that there wouldn't be any pain. Austin told Vince he wouldn't feel anything, and he didn't. So maybe Vince should believe Austin when he says something, or maybe he shouldn't. Austin pulls out paper, which he says is a new contract, which guarantees him at least one world title shot. The only way he's leaving is if he quits, and that ain't happening. Here's Vince with his cronies who yell at Austin and says that Austin is in a match tonight whether he likes it or not. Austin points out what the fans are chanting at. Now Austin points out what the fans are chanting at Vince, which ticks Vince off even more. Vince closes his eyes and hates the way Austin got his contract. However that was, he talks about driving a wedge between something and here's Shane in the ring. Vince has no idea what's going on, but Austin hands Shane and seems calm with it. Well, Shane says he doesn't listen to Vince anymore and that he's a stockholder in his company. He hired Austin back to get Vince's attention. Shane goes into a huge rant about how nothing he ever did was good enough for Vince. It was always about Vince and how he got his ego stroked. Shane was always called Vince's boy instead of Shane and he's sick of it. Shane is a man now and he's no longer Vince's boy. Vince and Shane are both about to cry so Patterson hugs Vince. This was a big moment as this was more or less Shane's national debut other than being competent on Heat. Post-break, Shane is leaving and Austin throws him a beer. And then we get Tiger Ali Singh versus the Godfather. <coughs> Godfather runs him over to start and Singh runs to the floor. He sends Godfather into barricade but gets his legs sent into the apron. This is much more of a fight than a match. Back in and Singh works on the arm a bit but Godfather clotheslines him down. The move that would become the hoe track but he comes back with a bulldog for one. One. Goldberg. Goldberg? Goldberg. Godfather dumps him to the floor and Babu gets shoved down. The referee goes down too and it's thrown out. Well, for the life of me, I do not get what he saw in Singh. The guy just wasn't anything interesting at all and it was around for a few years. He's the million dollar man but the Indian version, which isn't something I can see or care about at all. This was much more of a brawl than a match, which is probably the best thing they could do here. And our next match is Oddity High and Tie. I bet this is rubbery. Well, this is an eight-man tag match for the oddities being the ICP teaming with Kurgan and Golga. Golga starts with, I think, Funaki, who is blonde here. Tio comes in and gets crushed along with Funaki in the corner. Taka comes in as well, and all three are in and them combined to get Golga down. Toga joins the partners, and all four drop elbows on Golga before it's off to Kurgan. Violent J comes in and pounds on Funaki as the embarrassing part of the match begins. Everett breaks down and the clowns double-team Funaki for DQ. Well, the crowd popped for the clowns, but they always got on my nerves. They're fine when they're doing their JCP thing, which is basically a big joke on the idea of wrestling. But when they're taking up time and more to have fun, imitating wrestlers, it gets annoying. The match was short, though, so it, can't, so it wasn't that terrible. Well, Shamrock talks about his I Quit match tonight against Austin. He says he quits, and that's the last time you'll hear him say that tonight. That's the last time he's going to say it. He said he quit then. Not going to hear it again. You're not going to hear Shamrock saying that again. What tonight. did he quit from? Well, he just said he quit. He just thought, like, "I'm Dan. I'm never going to say I quit again until I just say I quit now." 
I'm I'm gay, and I'm never going to say that again. (laughs) No, you have to say that again. You have to. Anyway, up next is Mark Merrow versus Goldust. Goldust takes it down with a clothesline to start and pans away in the corner. He hits a slingshot belly-to-back suplex for two. Two. But Mark Merrow gets in a low blow while Jackie offers a distraction. Goldust comes back and hits Shattered Dreams for the quick DQ. Not much here. Well, post-match, is able to talk to Jackie even more. There's a challenge for Survivors, and I guess Jackie accepts. Mankind is confident that he and Snow can win the titles tonight, and they argue over whose prop is dumber. So, tag team titles, it's New Age Outlaws versus Al Snow and Mankind. Well, Mankind is in the tournament as well. Snow starts with Gunn and gets press slam for his troubles. Off to Mankind, who waves as he comes in. Road Dog comes in with a wide variety of punches, followed by the shaky knee drop. Snow cheats and I think dances on the apron after a brief beating on the floor by Snow. Rody gets sent back into the ring for Mankind's shake, rattle and roll. It's as ugly as you could imagine it is. Well, Double Arm DDT lock, looks to set up soccer, but Billy breaks it up. The challengers fight overhead, but no one swings it. Billy and Mankind go to the floor. Snow hits a snowplow on Dog. The challengers argue over whether to use sock all ahead for the pin, and, and that lets Rody roll Snow up to retain. This was another boring match and a long-running series of them over the last two weeks. The ending was the usual swerve as one team was dominating and the other wound up winning on a fluke. Then again, that could be the case for almost every Outlaws match for a long stretch of time. Post-match, Henry and D'Lo run in to beat up the Outlaws. Snow has Socko and Mankind has head until they trade back. And then we get Ken Shamrock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is an I quit match, so if Austin loses, he's done. Yeah, so Austin will be done and he's going to put it all on the line here to go against Ken Shamrock, who's basically become... Kind of hide Hitman for Vincent Mann at the moment. We thought Austin would be fired last night, but uh, we thought he'd be fired a couple of weeks ago, but now he's back. And what a cheer he's getting. Like I say, this is going, to go, this is going up against DDP versus Brett. Shamrock straight out, though, just as the bell rings, bailing away at Austin. And he's beating him down and not letting him catch his breath. He hasn't even got his vest off yet. Shamrock using that vest to take down Austin. He is the Intercontinental Champion, and we've got the Stooges looking. And Sergeant S. Laughter. And Austin fighting back. Some big rights of his own, but Shamrock hooks in a side headlock. Austin throws him off into the ropes, but a shoulder block takes him down. Austin up quick, though, with the two knees taking down Shamrock. As he chokes Ken Shamrock out of his jacket. Well, uh, the, the Stooges at ringside want the referee to do something about it. But Tim, it's an I quit match. Timmy White can't, not letting this go. Austin with a back elbow taking Shamrock down. Shoulder block to the midsection. But Shamrock fighting back with some big rights. And the fans definitely behind Austin. He dumps Shamrock over the top. Is it safe to go outside with those stooges there? He's going right towards them. As he bounces Shamrock's head off the announce table. And now he's got the cable and he's choking Shamrock. Oh. But a low blow breaks up that. The world's most dangerous man not mucking about. Sends Austin into the announce table. Oh! Shamrock dropping his body weight onto Austin on that announce table and then throws him into the ring post. Austin stumbles into the crowd area. And Shamrock going to follow him. Now putting the boots to Shamrock. Going to go for the pole driver. Oh! Oh, Shamrock turns it into a back body drop. Sends Austin to them concrete area in the ring side seating bit where the fans are. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Sends Austin back to the ringside area. This is an absolute war at the moment. Well, and Austin fighting Shamrock back, though. 
Irish rip reverse sends Austin into the steps. So Austin has got one more well-taught opportunity. And will that be put into Survivor Series? Of course, the tournament to crown a new WF champion. We know The Rock's in it. We know the Mankind's in it. We know that Kane's in it. Austin will be out, though, if he quits now. Shamrock just beating down Austin at the moment. Match finally gets back into the ring. Shamrock's beating Austin in Austin's own game at the moment, which is surprising. Irish whip sends Austin into the corner very violently. And the crowd getting behind Austin. Shamrock with the Irish whip. Reverse. Austin, sorry. Shamrock with the Irish whip. Austin into the turnbuckle. Comes out, gets caught with a huge clothesline. Now Shamrock's got a version of the camel clutch on Austin. Well, I've never seen Austin tap out before. And I don't think we're going to see him submit now. Well, he'd rather pass out than tap out. And Austin gets to the bottom rope. And Shamrock now going to work on that arm. Taking Austin down. Now hits a leg chop. Shamrock looking very impressive here tonight. But the crowd gets back into it. And it's Austin fighting back. Usually that kind of crowd response when somebody comes running out or something like that. That's what you think's happening. Yeah. And then you realise, no, it's just Austin getting back to his feet. Austin with a fez press. Unloading the right hands onto Shamrock. And the Stooges aren't happy. But Austin's not going to stop. Irish rip reversed by Shamrock. Oh. oh, Gerald Briscoe jab, grabs the leg of Austin, pats and decks Timmy White, and now Austin going after the Stooges. Here comes Mankind. Oh, Mr. Sucko on <laughs> Shamrock. <laughs> well, they got their problems. This laughter's getting beaten down. And now Austin's got the chair. The Mankind's mate. Austin's got the chair. Pow! Oh! Unprotected chair shot. Austin now got a submission. Oh, Shamrock's tapping. Shamrock tapped out there quite clearly. <laughs> Austin made Shamrock tap. <laughs> With a side headlock. That's the first time <laughs> I've ever seen someone tap out from a headlock. Well, uh, I think he might have been unconscious at that point, but still. It's a victory. Oh! oh. Patson caught with a stunner. Briscoe caught with a stunner. One for us laughter. Bang! <laughs> Pick Shamrock up, give him a stunner and all for good measure. Three stunners and a victory for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dan, what are your thoughts? How can WCW compete with that? <laughs> I mean, how? Well, the multiple stunners, the crowd, absolutely loving it. Unbelievable stuff here. Austin is victorious. So, let's get on then. Let's finish it. Who won the ratings for this month for us? Raw. So, you think Raw did? So, anyway, we do a five-point system. It is match. Setting. Roster. Promo. Rating. And then our overall score. Should have 30 points for each show. We'll add them up and who is the winner. So, we'll start off with uh, WWE. What have you thought of WWE this month, Dan? I thought it's been very entertaining. I think the storylines have kind of overridden the wrestling, but it's kind of played into it really well. What if you, we'll start off with promos then. What you thought of the promos? What you thought of the backstage interviews and stuff like this? Is that promos including the Austin bits as well? That's yeah, not yeah, Western. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, no. They've smashed out of the park this week, haven't they? They have indeed, yeah. Or, the, or this month even. To have Mr. Soccer arriving, to have the Corvette uh, getting, you know, destroyed, to have um, Austin arriving in Zambozi and destroying it. Uh, Vince McMahon in hospital. Yeah, Vince McMahon in hospital. Dr. Austin. Exactly, we had all that. We had... Um, 
the shooting last week as well, last time round as well, Ross pretending he had a fake gun, and Mr. McMahon pissing himself all week after week. It's a really strong score for me this week, Dan. What have you gone? Five. Five? Yeah, I've gone four. Really, really strong for Raw. Uh, man, not been as great this this month, I'm going to say. Um, it, they've, they've been all right, but there's nothing that really stands out to me. You know, there's a lot of, been a, a lot of filler stuff. The Austin Shank's enjoyable, but it's not long enough for me to really get behind. You know what I mean? So, No, again, you know, the matches have been a bit BS. Yeah. They've not been as strong as they should have been. I've given it a three. I've given it a three and a half, just because uh, I'm kinder than you anyway. But I see what you did there. The setting... And what it looks like, Dan, do you think Raw's improved? What do you think? I think Raw has vastly improved. They've kind of got the black coverings over the barricades now. They, it kind of all blends in. It makes a nicer environment. Uh, the rampway can still probably do with a bit more effort. But, you know, as we see over time, that kind of evolves. But yeah, it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I think it is as well, you know. What's your score? Three and a half. I'm going to give that three and a half as well. Like I said, slowly, slowly improving. The WF Attitude posters and stuff like that as well is quite good. And I'm hoping they've got a good set for their, their pay-per-views because I think that's where WCW did beat them this month. Um, roster. We're talking about, we always have arguments over roster. What's, what do you, for me, WWE's not as strong as WCW's roster. I know they use them maybe a little bit better, but are we seeing a bit too much of them? Is it the same guys <clears throat> being used all the time? Well, you know, for every Rock, Austin, there's a Golga, and there's a fucking Dick Tio or Men's To Go, you know, Dick To Go or Men's Tio. I think, again, you know, that's kind of hovering. They've got the completely observed. They've got the insane clown pussies having fucking matches, which is what the fuck. You know, they've obviously got the other characters, Goldust coming through, who's, you know, he's going to be a cornerstone pillar of the WWF for years to come. Um, you know, you've got the Godfather. He's going to be a legend in his own right. But, you know, you've got the terrible side of things as well. So what are you going to give that? I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, go on, you tell me what you're going to give. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to agree with you. You know, a three there, I think that's fair because... Um, yeah, it, it's all right, but it needs needs to improve a little bit more. Uh, so that's our raw score. Can you just give me a couple of seconds to work out? Give me actually no, wait, wait, and I'll work it all out. Work it all out at the end when I do the points there. Oh yeah, what's your rating out of ten? I'm going to go for an eight. Eight. And why? Because. You know, despite having the promos, I think everything else is kind of improving aside from the roster. You know, the promos are completely knocked out of the park. The matches, as we say, they haven't been too great, but they've been acceptable. The settings, again, you know, it's kind of building in the right direction. And the roster, as you say, you know, for the terrible wrestlers, you've got someone better that's out there. You know, so <laughs> that's all I have to say, <laughs> about, have that, to say about that. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. So, eight out of me, I'll give it eight and a half for Raw. It's one of the best months in WF history, you know, and uh, the match aside, just go back and watch the Austin stuff is well worth it. So, that's why it's eight and a half for me. Uh, so, that's our Raw scores then. Uh, let me work this out quickly, see what our Raw scores. So, Raw for you, Dan, is 22 and a half. And Raw for me is 23. Out of 30. So that is 45 and a half. So together, 45 and a half. 
So that's four. So now let's work. So that's out of 60. So let's work out Nitro, Dan. So let's start off with matches. What do you think of Nitro matches this month? That's out of 30. Are we going to go for promos? <laughs> Are we going to do promos first? Go no, no, let's just start. Let's just do them. So what do you think of... What are you doing? What do you think of promos then? Promos, there haven't really been any. You know, aside from the NWO keep coming out during... Uh, uh, <coughs> there haven't really been any promos. Aside from the NWO coming out, like, you know, in between matches and just popping up whenever they feel like it. And, you know, this pointless buff Bagwell saga keep going backwards and forwards. You know, it has been quite an awful month for the promos for WCW. Yeah, it's not been as strong, as it? It's not been great. Uh, I'm going to give that a three out of five to start this off this month. Well, but me, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Oh! Burned. That is exactly half of what I gave WWF. Jesus Christ, it is as well. All right, uh, we'll move on to roster. I think WWE's roster is a lot stronger than WWE still. So I'm going to be fair to them this month. They, they can put on Brett versus DDP on Raw, on, on the main event of Night Show, because they don't need to put anybody else on. They've got that amount of talent. You know, like I said, Goldberg showing up and stuff like that. They're not using the right talent in the right places, but that's beyond the point. They've still got the talent. So I'm going to get four out of five. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say four out of five because the talent is there. They're not utilising it as well as they should do, you know. Whereas, whereas WWF, they've got their strong characters and I think they use them week in, week out. WCW kind of rotate their roster a bit more, but not in the right degree. But, you know, I think the quality as a whole is a lot better than WWF. Yeah, I, I do. So what's your score? Four. So roster is four out of five. Uh, let's move on to setting. What do you think of setting, Dan? Setting again, you know... Even though they've got the unexposed, the, the exposed barricades, I think as a whole it kind of looks a bit more pleasing. You know, they kind of go with the themes. You had the tombstones, we had the massive pumpkin, we had the demon ble- blowing smoke out yeah, of his nose. Cool, isn't it? You know that I think that was kind of the best bit of it, I suppose. Yeah, so I'm going to give that four out of five. I'm going to give that also four out of five. Ooh, so it's quite close. Uh, and then we move on to matches. So what are your thoughts on matches this month for WCW? It's, it's been quite a narrow field, you know. For every great match, there's uh, Rick versus Scott Steiner with a bullshit finish and someone coming out in a Bill Clinton mask. You know, and every opportunity, Brett's trying to use a foreign object. Um, you know, everything... I think everyone gets away with too much, you know, as well. You know, there was about four or five low blows in one match. The referee didn't see any of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think, you know, it is just completely bullshit. But, you know, for every good match, there's a terrible one. But I think the terrible ones are starting to slightly overtake the good matches. You know, for every four terrible matches, there's two good matches. So I'm going to have to give that a two and a half. Two and a half for you. I'm going to go back and change my promo score quickly for Nitro because I completely forgot that we had the Ric Flair Bischoff thing with the, the horseman coming back. Fire me, I'm already fired. You go fire me, I'm already fired. I mean, that moment in itself, I'm going to an extra half a point for that. Dan, are you changing your score on that? No. You're not gonna, I'm not a flip flopper. Even the Ric Flair thing. I the, think that is probably the whole two and a half points. Wow, fucking hell. I'll give my an extra half a point. All right, so Dan, rating out of um, 10. For Nitro this month? I'm going to go with a seven. You might have just take a Nitro out of competition here. 
You might have done. I have given it a point extra than you. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 this month because it's another great month for Nitro. And if Raw wasn't so good, then Nitro would be even better as well. The build-up to Havoc's been really cool. The, the Horseman stuff with Ric Flair there involved. The the Page and Goldberg stuff has been good. And even that match with Brett versus um, DDP at the end of Nitro there wasn't too bad. So as a whole, I'll give that an 8 out of 10. So Dan, please, can I have some music to work out the scores? They're kooky, mysterious and spooky They're all together ooky, the Adams family The house is a museum, when people come to see them They really are a scream, the Adams family Neat, sweet, petite So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on We're gonna pay a call on the Adams Family. So, this is incredible. Let's start off with Raw. For me, I gave it 23 out of 30. I've worked out my score for Nitro, and I too have given that 23 out of 30 for the month. So it comes down to you, Dan. You gave Raw 22.5, working it out 2.5 for Roster 4, 2.5 for Promo, even though you should have marked up more, and only a 7 rating is giving it a 20 out of 3. So Nitro gets 20 out of 30. So Nitro, uh, and overall for us, gets 43 out of 60. But Raw wins with 45 and a half out of 60. Okay, right. I'll mark it up by one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so we have a draw. No, that is it. Raw is the winner for October. And that is it. Dan, anything else to say about this month? No, um... No, I think, you know, <laughs> no. No. I don't want to say it anymore. No. All right. I've spoken enough. All right, fine. That is it. Don't forget you can follow us at um, on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. We're across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email. It's up in our podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Facebook, yeah, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review. We've got clips on there and podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. We do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on another place. Yes, we're on Instagram where we're going to be uploading our podcasts. We're going to be uploading our pictures from our live events as well. You can follow us there on WNR underscore podcast. Where you can listen to us on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows coming in November. Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. I have been James Rollins and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget our next podcast, WNR 187, and it's Women's Evolution. Bye. Bye. Bye.